0: To Where I Long to Be, a magical trip report podcast. I'm your host, Virginia. Before we jump into this week's interview, I do want to remind everyone that I'm always looking for trip report guests. So if you have a trip coming up or if you know someone who does, please reach out. I have the trip report form linked in the show notes and no experience is required. Frankly, it's just a lot of fun. You just need to be excited to talk with me about your trip. While you are here listening, please consider writing a review for the podcast and also sharing it with others. And you might want to head over to the show's Instagram page so you can see the photos that will accompany this episode. Now, let's get to the fun stuff. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to my friend Sarah. Sarah and I met, I won't say how many years ago, when we were undergraduates at UNC Chapel Hill. Today, Sarah is a mom of four, and she and her husband Dan recently got to take the whole family to Walt Disney World, including 15-year-old son Charles, 10-year-old daughter Penny, and six-year-old twins Ruby and Beatrice. Sarah has been to Disney many times, both growing up and in more recent years, to chaperone various school group trips, as she and Dan are both teachers. While some of these school trips included Charles or Penny this was their first trip with only their immediate family and a first Disney trip ever for Ruby and Beatrice. There's so much to learn from Sarah as she navigated the parks with her large family. You'll hear how she handled having twins who reacted differently to the rides, the brief missing child situation they dealt with, and how she tried to make responsible financial choices to make this trip enjoyable without breaking the bank. It's all about balance, right? And with that, here's Sarah. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: For anyone who's listening, Sarah and I actually met doing college theater and she was playing a character in the show that we were doing that is is very much beloved by by Disney fans although it was not a Disney show. Who were you playing, Sarah?
1: It was Cinderella. That's right. And in into the
0: woods. Into the woods. So Sarah was Cinderella and I did the track that was Cinderella's real mother, Little Red's grandmother, and the giant who is an offstage voice. So it was a lot of fun. That was many years ago. I'm not going to say how many years. I
1: would like to say that was just after I saw you, I don't, after or before, whatever, you played Mama Rose and Gypsy in the student yes. union basement and it was yes, life-changing. So <laughs> you and Jamie in that yes. show together. That was yes, awesome. Jamie, who was also yes. went into the woods
0: with us. Yep. Yes. And she was a magnificent stepsister. She was. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss those days.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't do theater anymore, although I used to do it professionally. I still have my equity card and still pay my dues every year just because I feel like I worked so hard to get in, but you are still very much involved in theater in your everyday life. Do you want to just say a little bit about who you are, where you, where you are in the world, and what you do?
1: I've been a high school teacher now for um, over 20 years. I uh, actually got my degree in uh, secondary English education, so I teach English grades seven through 12, although most recently, I've mostly been dealing with seniors, seniors in high school, uh, which is just a lot of fun as they head out into the next part of their educational lives. That's fun to catch them in one last English class. Um, But for about 20 years, I was the director of theater at the high school where I uh, still work. uh, But... For the past 13 years, I have been the Artistic Director of the West Hartford Summer Arts Festival in West Hartford, Connecticut. It's a program I was part of uh, when I was in high school. And uh, the goal of that program is high quality uh, educational theater experiences for students entering ninth grade up through college graduation. So we do a full-scale musical every summer in five weeks. And then recently we've expanded to middle school education. So uh, my daughter just participated in her first SAF junior summer, and uh, we also run um, week-long classes for elementary school students during the summer, which we call SAF Mini. So we've sort of expanded into a, an educational theater program that serves students ages 6 to 22, and it's um, a lot of fun. The shows are amazing, and uh, like I said, we just finished Into the Woods this summer, so um, really a wild time uh, to go back and revisit that material again and uh, spend some time with a lot of characters that I might encounter on a Disney vacation.
0: <laughs> yes. Did you see the Disney live action, well, live action, what else would it be, Into the Woods film? And if so, yes. do you like it?
1: I do not like it as much as I like the stage version um mm-hmm. mostly because i think what is so charming about into the woods is uh, how much of it relies on although ironically enough we did use projections as our backdrop this time around we hired a projection artist and it had a lot of sort of 3d elements at the back of the stage and as you got closer to the audience it became a little bit more two-dimensional so that we the, the idea is the deeper you got into the woods the more uh, like life, it became. But yeah, I just I don't know. I wanted to like it, but um but seeing it in the theater. Although I do have a funny story that when I went to see that movie in the theater, there was a child just talking incessantly like full voice, and nobody was stopping them. And my friends were like, "Sarah, don't do it." And I finally, I got. I think I got to "No One Is Alone," and I was like, "I'm. Some of us are having an emotional experience here, <laughs> and I needed to be quiet." Um, so yeah, no, I I definitely. While I appreciate that they went there, um, I'm also, I just don't love James Corden. I'm just gonna say it. And I, so I feel the same. It was hard for me. It was hard for me. Um, I thought everybody else was fine. I also uh, Johnny Depp. I don't know. I have feelings. Mm-hmm. Just there. Yeah. So, but I and I think what i love about into the woods no matter who who does it i think every time you come to it every time you come to that piece of theater uh for me i have now directed it twice and then we were in it together in college when i did it in college my mother had just passed away a couple months before and here i am playing cinderella and and that was a really emotional thing and 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 spoke to me at where i was in that point in my life now having uh, just finished directing it again as a mother of four um we really focused this time On the role of motherhood and how motherhood usually, especially in fairy tales, is either one side of our proscenium was Rapunzel's Tower, where the witch, our mother Gothel, if you will, is, Mm -hmm. you know, keeping, hiding her Rapunzel away and mothering out of fear and and anxiety about the world and what it will hold. And on the other side, we had Cinderella's Mother's Tree was the other half of our proscenium where here's this perfect idealized mother figure who is not present because she's gone and really the reality of motherhood is somewhere in between those things right that's what we're coming to the show to watch that's what we're living that's what we're all experiencing this idea of this baker's wife you know so um i do love that about into the woods that you can come back to it over and over again and wherever you are in your life it's going to tell you something a little bit different about that journey through the woods you know
0: it's cool that is so true so very true. Well, let's get into talking about your trip. You, Where are you headed and when?
1: We are headed to Orlando, um, August 17th. And we'll be down there till the 23rd. Uh, and we're going to be going to all four Disney parks while we're down there. And I've gone on several Disney trips uh, prior to this, but our family has never gone just as our family. My husband and I are both high school teachers. I was the chair of performing arts at my school for a long time, and I planned all of the travel. Uh, Even before I was in the chair position, I was sort of like a trip coordinator just because of my organizational prowess, I guess, I was known Mm -hmm. for. And so uh, I've organized many, many trips to Disney with educational groups, music groups, um, performance-based groups. This time will be the first time that my kids are going. my, My youngest two have never been My oldest, Charles, has been many, many times, but always with a school group. And my middle daughter, Penny, who is 10, uh, is going, and this will be her third time, but again, her first time with just our family. So this is sort of a new frontier for us. We've never gone before without, you know, like hundreds of our closest high school aged friends. So that will be exciting.
0: (laughs) That will be very interesting. Do you have a sense for the two youngest who will be there for the first time, what their level is when it comes to rides like are they adventurous are they going to be nervous to ride something that's bigger
1: so uh, my youngest are twins they're six years old and we've done trips with them to places like great wolf lodge and it's funny because my they're they are so different in terms of their threshold and the things that scare them are very different Uh, one of them is very scared of things that might hurt you. So when we were at Great Wolf Lodge, like the wave pool was really scary to her. She did not want to do that. She didn't want to get her head underwater. Whereas her sister was like running headlong into those waves, had no fear whatsoever. On the flip side, that same one who's scared of those things that might physically hurt you, intellectually, there's not a lot that she's scared of like, witches or ghosts or you know she any of Uh that whereas her sister who is fearless when it comes to physical things has a much more acute sense of being afraid of scary things so I'll be really interested to see like I wonder if Ruby will want to go on some of the roller coasters that she can maybe get onto, whereas Beatrice will be scared of that. And on the flip side, like maybe Beatrice is ready for Haunted Mansion and Ruby's going to be like, no way. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'll be kind of fun to to see. And then in terms of, I know, because I just chaperoned a trip with my son's school in April, so he and I got to go, just the two of us and like 200 of his high school friends. <laughs> he and I are super roller coaster people. Like we go on everything. So he and I got the chance to kind of do that. And that was wild for me. Let me tell you to actually go to Disney and not have a small child with me for the first time in ages where I could say to him, go off with your friends and we'll meet at such and such a time. It was the best trip to Disney I've taken <laughs> in a really long time, making me think that probably in my future, there's going to be like a, a gal's trip where I, mm-hmm. I can just go and, do my own thing but um but yeah we'll see I don't know I, I'm, I'm not sure what what uh the youngest I know they're very excited to do a lot of the pretend things meeting the princesses which I'm not I never was really that into but two couple times ago one of the times that we went on a school trip I was pregnant with these twins you know you don't go to Magic Kingdom pregnant with twins if you can help it like it's not ideal but <laughs> It did mean that, first of all, I rented a scooter and felt zero shame about it and, like, scooted around the Magic Kingdom like a boss all day. And secondly, (laughs) it was great. I couldn't believe how well Disney does with, like, lines. Like, you can scoot into any line. Like, you can go all the way up to the ride. You don't ever have to get off that thing, which is amazing to me. Um, But it did force me to do a lot of things with, like, with my little Penny at that time. She was only, I think, five. And, or four, and it forced me to do a lot of things that I normally wouldn't wait in line to do. Meeting the princesses, seeing some of the stuff that I didn't get a chance to before and seeing her experience those things. That okay. was really special. So that's why it was important to me that since my other older kids have had the chance to go, it was really important to me that we try to get down there while these six-year-olds are, are still sort of in that age of wonder where they'll really appreciate some of that stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you had experience when you've been previous times using the writer swap so that you'll be able to take advantage of that when you need it?
1: We did that one time. We've done it before. Um, one of the times, I think it was the last time I went on a school trip with the school that I am currently working with. I went, uh, it was on flight of passage. We did it. Okay. And everybody else in our party went on, and I waited with Charles and Penny. And then it was right before we were having people meet. It took long enough that it was almost time for our party to meet back in the main entrance. And of course I'm managing this whole trip. Like I'm running this trip and I'm the idiot who is running like a crazy person to get through the park because I was not going to miss my chance to go on flight of passage as the rider swaps. I threw the children at my husband and I was like, I'm going on this ride and I don't care what happens. So (laughs) I think that after I'd given the students like a huge speech about how you cannot be late for check-in, it's me. Yes. I, <laughs> it's me. I, I'm the, the problem. problem. <laughs> but then I told them why and they were like, oh, it's okay, Mrs. Avery, we get it. It's a really good ride. Yeah, I want to. And it was. It was my favorite ride in the park. So no doubt, my favorite ride.
0: When you went recently, I imagine you got to do Guardians of the Galaxy and Tron. Is that right?
1: We did Tron. I didn't get Guardians. I, I I didn't get Guardians virtual queue. It, and you know why? Again, when you go on a school trip, and this is one of the things that's true. So Guardians is at Epcot, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that was the day that we had our competition. So Epcot was our short day. Now, if I had been planning that trip, Epcot would not have been our short day. But I also know that I am a 40-something woman, and Epcot's kind of our jam. Um, <laughs> so no, I, could, I, I couldn't. I didn't get the first virtual queue for guardians and the second virtual queue was after we were leaving the park that day. So I didn't get it, but I did get Tron and that was amazing. Amazing. So I'll try to get it this time. Yeah. I'll be interested
0: to see, because I used to feel that flight of passage was probably my favorite ride because I really love thrilling rides. And ever since cosmic rewind, it's, it's taken over for sure.
1: All right. Well, I can't wait. We'll see. I mean, I have very high hopes, I loved Tron. I thought it was awesome. The only thing that surprised me was it felt so short. It felt really, really short. And I think it's because it's just so fast. You know, it's so much track, but you go through it so quickly. It's like, wow, that was was fast. And Cosmic Rewind is
0: fast as well, but much longer and has the added element of the music. So what you get totally changes Mm -hmm. your experience on it. So I would recommend trying to write it multiple times while you're there if it's at all possible. Totally.
1: I think that the other one that we didn't get to go on last time because it was closed for refurbishment was Rock and Roller Coaster, which is another one of my very mm-hmm. favorite rides in the park. So, my hope is that it'll be back yeah. uh, in business. It is. It's, it. it's back up. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. We're going for Labor Day weekend now
0: as sort of like a last minute jaunt down there because when you have an annual pass, you try to find reasons to go. To right, make right. It yeah, totally. With your money. Um, and so, my son is really excited that it will be back up and running. Yeah,
1: It's such a good ride.
0: Yeah. So, all right, let's walk through your days just to get a sense of what you're doing on Thursday, the 17th, your arrival day. What time of the day are you arriving? Will you have time to go to a park?
1: No, we will not be going to any parks on that day. We are staying at Disney Springs. We're off property. Okay. We're staying at the Doubletree Disney Springs. Have you stayed there before? No. So, a little backstory on how and why this all happened. We're doing this very much on the cheap. So, Mm -hmm. um, because it's funny, like when I was pregnant with those twins, my biggest, I'm not ever embarrassed to say that when I first found out I was pregnant with twins, like I thought my life was over. I thought that we would never be able to afford to do family trips. I thought this is it. We're never going to be able to do a lot of these things that I dreamed of doing with my family. And of course That wasn't true. But I also want to make sure that anybody who listens to this is like validated by the idea that it's not always like joyful when you find these things out. I'm delighted they're here now, but Mm -hmm. I was worried. And so um, a couple years ago, we did a renovation on our home. So we had saved and figured it all out. And we were at a point where we had only three bedrooms in our house and six people and we knew we needed to do an addition. So we did that addition. And in part of that process, we stayed twice for one week at a time at a Homewood Suites near our house. Mm-hmm. Because you know, that was, we lived through the rest of it, which is not for the faint of heart, I will tell you. But uh, as a result, we racked up a lot of Hilton points. And, you know, got on some list where ultimately we got a phone call about wanting, do you want to go to a timeshare presentation and we'll give you three nights at your resort of choice for $150. And I was like, sure, whatever. So we spent the 150 and I said, but I, I don't know that we're going to be able to travel in the near future. And so that was almost 20 months ago, I would say. And oh, they said, wow. yeah, we'll give you the time that you need. So we find yeah i had to like really push it because i said i know that i'm not gonna be able to do this for the next year i've literally just spent every dime i have and will have uh on this renovation and so i i just so they said okay we'll we'll do it so um i then called them earlier this year and said okay i think we're ready and they told us all of our options but they said we'll do there's just going to be the upcharge because you need a two-bedroom suite and i was like come again they so, yeah, it's a two bedroom because there's six of you. And I said, well, I, that's not what we agreed to. Like, I cannot do an op charge on this. I'm not going to. So they agreed to move us from one of their super fancy resorts to the Doubletree for a one bedroom suite where we would meet fire code occupancy with the six of us. Because I laughed. I said, these six year old kids, I can get them their own bedroom. They're still going to sleep. As close to my body as humanly possible on this trip, so like it'll be an empty bedroom, you know. Um, So, so we ended up trading that in. So we got the three nights for one hundred and fifty that we'd already spent, and then I used the Hilton points for the rest of it, uh, for to add an additional three nights. So when all is said and done, our hotel bill for this whole the whole six nights will be about four hundred bucks. Oh wow! Um, Okay. Double tree, yeah, and I mean so. You know, we're not on property, but it's not far. You know, we. I picked Disney Springs and I know that there's shuttles and we'll just see how that goes. That's the part I'm probably most anxious about is that I'm hoping
0: that it'll be easy to maneuver. Is it walkable from Disney Springs?
1: I think it's uh, yes. I mean, yes, it's definitely walkable from Disney Springs. Is it walkable with two irritated six year olds? I don't know, but I'm going to bring um, the double umbrella stroller and hope for the best on that so we'll see so that's when we first arrive on the 17th that's the longer one of our legs of the journey because I also did like cheap southwest fares um so we have a layover for that one so we get there like later in the I am going to say early evening and so we'll just get ourselves situated that first night and sort of get the lay of the land okay
0: yeah I would say from my experience talking with people who have stayed off of property, the key is to really understanding whatever the shuttle system is. Um, And in some cases, coming up with workarounds. So perhaps depending on the distance from Disney Springs, getting over to Disney Springs on a Disney bus, like maybe going to the Contemporary or something and catching the the bus to Springs from there and then walking or things like that, Um, because some of the shuttles don't come as often as you would think. And I think some of them involve making a reservation so that they know when you're going to be there. Some of them come at certain intervals. It just depends.
1: Right. That's the part that I feel like I, I know I need to be flexible about and just try to stay calm about it because that's the only part that right now I'm anxious about is just getting to and fro. But then I looked at renting a car and that was yeah, insane. That's pricey. So I'm not doing that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, we've rented a car before, and I think in general it has cost about a $1,000 for a week to right. rent the car when you add on all the collision and all that kind and of stuff. And the parking which...
1: and the, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, don't want
0: to do that. And does the Double Tree have any daily resort fees that they're going to expect from you?
1: No, not that I know okay. of. Okay.
0: Okay. I know of. All right, what's your plan for that
1: first full day? So, that first full day is Hollywood Studios. Um, we actually were gifted three one day passes to Disney from friends. Um, and so we applied those toward our son's tickets. And then the rest of us, we purchased our park tickets through the Disney offer this summer, which was basically $3.99, four day, four park passes, which we thought was a pretty good deal. So those mm-hmm. passes, okay. those four day four park passes don't require reservations, but the ones that were gifted to us do. So Charles has to have a reservation for each park he's going to, whereas the rest of us can go wherever we want. So we opted for Hollywood Studios for that first day. So that's the plan on the 18th. And we have already uh, when sixty. I set a, a thing in my phone so I could make food reservations sixty days ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing lunch at the sci-fi, um, which I figure is cool. And have you been there before? I have not, but um, it's cool and it's darker. So my hope is that if my kids are hot and overstimulated in August, that maybe being inside a cool sort of darker space will help them recharge a little bit so that we can hit the rest of the day. I don't know yet. I know that like one of the appeals of going as a family was when you go with a school trip, you go to the park when it opens and you leave the park when it closes. And if you do that, when you've brought along, your like eight-year-old. Your eight-year-old is like, oh my God, I just want to sit down or I just want to go home. I just want to take a nap. Mm-hmm. So part of the appeal of going with a family obviously is on our own is that we don't have to stay all day. But I'm mm-hmm. such a like... I'm trying to work against this in myself, but I'm such a like, oh my God, I have to get every bang for my buck sort of person that, I don't know, I've tried to plan the days so that maybe we'll stand a shot of just staying. And especially that first day, I figure that's going to be the one where it's going to be the hardest for me to figure out. I won't be used to yet necessarily getting transport during the day. So I tried to make sure that I set that up. And then the other reservation we have, which I have been to, is Mama Melrose's for dinner. I was laughing looking at all the different menus. And I was like, apparently, like knowing what my kids will eat, we're going Italian in like every park. We're going to Tony's. We're going to Italy and Epcot. Like they uh-huh. just, that's fine. my kids will eat it. And so I'm not going to mess around. You know?
0: Will this be your first time at Mama Melrose as well?
1: No, I, I, I went, but I haven't been in years. I think the last time I went to Mama Melrose's, I I probably was there with like my family when I was a teenager. So we're talking like 20 plus years since I've been there. So, but I feel like it's a safe bet for a family.
0: Okay. And you're excited about Rock and Roller Coaster. Anything else for Hollywood Studios that, that the family is particularly excited about?
1: So I know I should say Star Wars. We're not really Star Wars people. Like I appreciate it. Um, and I would have liked to go to that, to the cantina, like, cause it's just cool, but mm-hmm. we're also, we don't drink. And that was one thing that surprised us when I was there last time in April um, was how much more alcohol is in the parks now. So, you know, the cantina, it's like, if you're not going there to drink, you're kind like, there's not a ton on that menu to really pick from. Mm-hmm. So we'll walk around Star Wars. Um, my, I, we love Toy Story Mania uh so Mm -hmm. that is just a and and we're just old school tower of terror fans like i will probably i would go on that ride over and over again if i could it's one of my
0: it's so So good that
1: whole corner of the park there with the rock and roller coaster and tower of terror i could i could live down there for a while so and it's just cool park i do i do like that that park and i actually also last time i went on the railway one for the first time which i loved Mm -hmm. um Really, really enjoyed it. I didn't get to go on Rise of the Resistance last time and I would like to try that this time. So,
0: Okay, I think that might be what gets you into the Star Wars thing. <laughs> because it's so, it's so different. Have you ever, have you watched any video ride-throughs or will this be a total surprise?
1: Yeah, no, I, I've watched a little bit. Well, it's kind of, tell me if I'm wrong, it's kind of similar technology to that railway thing, right? To the runaway ra- railway thing with like mm-hmm, the car yeah. moves? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, which, and that's, that ride like blew my mind. That runaway row, <laughs> that was great, because I liked great movie ride. I did.
0: Oh yeah, so did I. But I think the thing that, as a theater person, you will appreciate about Rise of the Resistance is how the cast is involved and how it's it's not just sure. a ride; it's an experience. No. Um, even from the very first moment you're in the queue, you you just feel like you're in the story. So. I'll be excited to hear what you think about that.
1: That's cool. we did to single rider on the other one. What's the other one smugglers run And of course we ended up in the engineer and I was like, I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> I also, I don't do well on rides like that because I was like the people in front of me were like not doing stuff. And I'm like on the group project, I'm doing all the work guys. Let me sit in the driver. And I, so I was, <laughs> I, I like don't do well where I have to collaborate with people who are like Aren't in it to win it, so that was a struggle right. for me. Yeah, yeah. But people are like, "Does that right, amazing?" I was like, "It's fine. It's, it's fine." I don't know. Yeah, no. I I hear what you're
0: saying. I personally have done the pilot seat, and it's a little too much pressure for me because <laughs> it's not like driving a normal car. You're either controlling left to right or up and down, but not both. Right. And oh, yeah. that was that was very hard for me, and yeah. I was kind of like, if I can't do this perfectly i
1: i don't want to do it (laughs) right (laughs) it's not meant for us overachieving exactly Exactly. i do and i also have to say i love star tours i'm a i'm a i'm an old school star tours fan so Mm -hmm. that ride is super fun and i'm excited to bring my kids on that one because i feel like that's going to be a really cool first type of ride for the girls to sort of get an idea of what level of play they're in at disney you know they're it's accessible because mm-hmm. it's not that scary, but so we'll, we'll see.
0: I wish they still had the uh, Jedi Academy training for the kids because oh, yeah. they probably would have done that. I know, I
1: like my kids would have done that.
0: Yeah, we used to do that every time. All right, so Saturday the 19th, which park are you headed to for your second full
1: day? That is actually our day off from the parks because that is the morning that we have to go to our timeshare presentation so um, the advantage of having a 15 year old as your oldest child is that he can watch the the other ones so the plan is to keep the the kids at the hotel um, although don't get me wrong we were tempted and almost told by like the hilton people that if we bring the six-year-olds and they're really fussy it'll help us get out of there faster but Um, the plan is we'll go to that. And then 19th is kind of a day we're going to hang out at Disney Springs, be at the pool. I'm thinking of Ubering down to, um, that outlet mall that's like close to there. Yes. One of the things that is funny about, um, being a Catholic school teacher and having planned all these trips on with Catholic school kids is I can tell you a lot about Mary Queen of the Universe, um, Catholic Church in... Uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, because I've been there many, many times, probably as many trips as I have. And I'm not Catholic (laughs) myself, but um, I'm quite the expert about Catholic churches for tourists in Florida. So um, so at any rate, it's really close to the outlet mall. So um, it's sort of my landmark. I always know we're getting close when I see the Catholic church. Um, and, um, so that's the plan. Like that day is going to be super low key. We haven't made any reservations for Disney Springs. Cause I just know there's so many little kiosks and things and knowing how my kids eat. That was the big challenge is knowing the way my kids eat, which is very little food. When mm-hmm. I thought about making reservations, another thing that I felt like was the right decision was to avoid places as much as possible that were like one price. So when Penny yes. was 4 we went to be our guest and it was lovely. Um I would say first of all the prices obviously since we went there have gone up even more but it was love I spent that much money for her to poke at like a little bit of a french fry or whatever and maybe dip a finger in the gray stuff and call it a day and I'm like that I'm not going to do that because I think as a family of 6 I mean, going to be our guest restaurant for a family of six is like 500 bucks. And especially because of my four kids, two of them count as adults because Penny's 10. So that's like wild. So so that was the other thing that I paid careful attention to. We got a lot of recommendations for places, but I said, I'm not going to pay the all you can eat price because I know they're not going to eat any of it. And then when we get out, they're going to ask for a Mickey pretzel and I'm going to lose my mind. So (laughs) I'm I'm trying to to be realistic about that. So that's why we, we, we were careful in all of our dinner selections to do things that are more a la carte.
0: And there's plenty of
1: quick service options that are
0: fantastic at Disney Springs. Like my favorites are probably deluxe burger. Um, Blaze pizza is really good where you can kind of custom make your pizza. And then uh, there's a barbecue place that's, that's also very good there. I'm
1: excited to explore it because I'd never been to Disney Springs before this last trip in April. And even then we really only had like an hour and a half. and, And so I investigated like maybe half of it, but there's still a whole other part of that area that I never got to see. So that's why I said, because the other big sacrifice that we made, not sacrifice, but like the decision that we made ultimately that, uh, I wasn't expecting to make was we're not doing universal this time. And every other time that I have been responsible for planning a trip, not this last one I went on with my son's school, but every time I've been responsible for planning a trip, we always go to universal because I'm a Harry Potter fanatic. But then I realized like, you know, universal doesn't make it easy to go price-wise for, um, Um, for families like ours. And so I just said, you know, I, unless you're going to go there for two full days or, you know, and or unless you're only willing to see half of the Harry Potter stuff because they divided it over the two parks, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense. So, so we're not doing that, which is why we have a full day to spend at Disney Springs. And, and I'm, I'm into that. I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah. When you do eventually go back to Universal, especially with a larger family like that, it is worth it totally, in my opinion, to pick one of their deluxe hotels and stay for one night, um, because you get the express pass included on the day you check in and the day you check out. So if you plan your time right, well, that's um, then you get over there, check into your hotel at like seven a.m., grab your express pass, go make that your first park day, then do your checkout day as your second park day, and you have that express pass for both your days, and you can get everything you want to get done and do things multiple times with that pass. But if you were to pay for that pass separately for each of your family members, it would be prohibitively expensive. So even though the deluxe hotel is pricey, if you can find a room that will fit six people in one of those, it will save you a lot of money in the long run.
1: So Yeah. Oh, that's a good tip. Good to
0: know. So for the outlets, you, uh, I didn't catch, is this your first time going to the outlets
1: yeah, I've never actually been over there, and I and I don't intend to do a lot of outlet shopping, but I know there's that one Disney outlet over there. Character yeah, that warehouse. Yeah, I'm super psyched to go to. Super into it. Can't wait. I
0: personally don't think you need to go for anything other than. Character yeah. warehouse because if you live anywhere near outlets, which I imagine, yeah, we're on right.
1: our way up to the Cape. We're actually before we go to Disney, we're going to the Cape for four days and we're stopping at the Rentham outlets on the way up there. So I'm, I got my list for actual shopping. I'm not going yeah. down to Florida to then like pack my suitcase with real stuff. So, right. Yeah. Just that. That's the only reason right. I want to go there. <laughs> so.
0: Okay. So when you're planning your trip over there, just take a look at the map because it's really close to the food court, which is in the center of the outlets. So just look at which stores are kind of, of outside of there. There's a couple places they're allowed to drop you off and you'll just want to pick um, the place that's yeah. closest to that because that's what I do. I jet in, I go to character to warehouse and then I right. jet back out.
1: Right. I don't need to, honestly, that might be something that I do after the timeshare presentation. I don't think I'm bringing my kids because they'll want everything and I don't need that to happen. I just want to see, and I mean, I was careful. Last time I went, the souvenir I brought home for each of my girls was a pair of ears figuring that that meant that each of them would have them and they can go in and, and, you know, I got ones that I thought matched each of their personalities. So like they're set for what's to come and like, we'll just leave it at that. So I think that um, the character warehouse will be for me
0: when you plan a trip over to the outlets towards the beginning of your trip, you can find some really good deals on things. So you could perhaps grab some right. souvenirs for them over there when you're just there by yourself. And then they will not.
1: park. Right, exactly.
0: exactly. Sometimes they have ears there. I've gotten ears there for as cheap as, I want to say like $5 no, awesome. at times. Now, sometimes they're not the best
1: years i mean sometimes it's the snapshot right sometimes it's like the thing that like i'm hoping that since we're going in august as opposed to the beginning of the year maybe they'll have some 2023 things like and stuff for the you know the various anniversaries like i like that's the kind of stuff that um Mm -hmm. i i would normally tend to be willing to buy anyway because to me it's like it's a memory so it's like a christmas ornament or whatever as opposed to some of the other junk that i know that they're gonna play with and then like I'm not like I have made a pledge that I I am doing everything in my power not to buy a light up bubble thing. Like I just don't I I just know it's going to end up broken and it's going to end up messy yeah. and I'm going to hate it so much and so I'm I'm just and I probably I I'm sure on our like wrap up after this I will be like I have failed because I didn't I just <laughs> I eventually they wore me down I was exhausted but like At least I'm putting it out there right now, hoping not to buy any light up bubble, anything. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I did hear a good tip uh, when I was listening to a different podcast of a family that had younger kids and the mom brought like those light up bracelets and necklaces that they got at the party store and just had it in their bag. And so when the, the requests came for, I want this light up thing. I want that light up thing. She was able to just pull it, you know, pop it to make it start and give it to them. And, um, it gave them something they could wear that was, that was light up and, and getting, especially on Amazon. I am, I'm still trying to work my way through a container of light up glow necklaces that I bought for my son one summer to take with him to camp to share with his cabin. And there were so many of them in there every year. I'm like, do you want to bring your glow necklaces again? (laughs)
1: I have so many containers of those glow sticks because my kids, if I am really struggling to get my kids into the bath, I'm like, how about a glow stick bath? And the next thing, you know, you turn off all the lights, you just shove a bunch of glow sticks in there and they are very bathed by the end. So it's a, it's a nice. really pro tip. Yep. Disco. Yeah, bath. No, that's a really good, that's a good idea. I could, I could definitely do that. I could definitely bring those. I actually, because the other thing that I was really toying with was we're not on property. And so there's, there's no magic bands. And I know they'll see other people with magic bands. Um, and I don't know, maybe you know this. So, you know, when I went with the school, um, you get your ticket to the park is like a a card. My tickets right now are all Mm -hmm. digital. So like when I get there, do they give me a card? Like what, if I want to go and have my, kid have a card, like.
0: I think you can get a card, but it will be, you'll be able to tap in with your app. Right. Um, so you need to associate your tickets with your My Disney yeah, experience I did that. using the ticket numbers, adding those on. Then you can tap in with the app. You can also, you could get Magic Bands and associate it and then use it for future trips if you wanted. And in fact, there will probably be some Magic Bands at the outlets. Mm-hmm. So awesome. um, they still do make the Magic Band 2, which is not the one that lights up, Um and for the plain colors, it's, it's not yeah. too bad. And the, usually the more plain ones would be the ones that they'd have at the outlets anyway.
1: My thought is f- for like fast passes and stuff, my, my only thing is if we do bri- divide up, right? If we do, like my, my husband mm-hmm. is not going to be as savvy with the My Disney Experience app at all. That's all going to be on my phone. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that maybe I can have them get us cards because I bought like those things that you you know put a work id in for each of my kids so that they sure. can maybe have it around their neck mm-hmm. um, and then the other thing mm-hmm. that i bought for my daughters because again i'm just i'm trying to think of every possibility um is i got them air tags and little wristbands mm-hmm. uh to wear so it feels like they have a cool funky magic band style thing but really it's also something that i can use to track their location in case one of them wanders off. So that's the plan. I have a four yeah. pack and I gave three of them to my daughters and one is on my cat who likes to run out into the yard, into the neighborhood so that <laughs> we can track him down when he does that.
0: And I have them in my luggage because I want to know that my luggage is making it onto the plane at the same yeah. time I am. And yeah, it's been, it's been really nice having those. Cause I've only had them for the past six right. months or so. My only, issue with the air tags is the only one person can track whatever you're tracking. And so like for our car, which we live in New York, so we're constantly parking in right. different spots. I had to put two air tags in the car so that my husband we'll and I can it. both locate it. Right. If we right, need right.
1: To. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. It is funny. You know, that every time I leave the house now it says you left behind four items. And I'm like, those four items are my cat and my three kids.
0: <laughs> um, So Sunday, August 20th, uh, which park are you going to be heading to that day?
1: That is our Epcot day. Um, so my favorite, um, we'll try to do the virtual queue, you know, like right away for guardians and see what we can get. And then otherwise, um, last time, because I told you it was like a half day that we were there. The cool thing was, is on the last time I went, my best friend, Kate, um, Also came on the trip with me. We both were there as chaperones. That day was one where I really took my time and went through the world showcase places that I'd never been before, Um, because I'd never like really walked into the Japan area and seen the, you know, Harajuku stuff and the um, all the various displays that were there. So that was super cool, and it was really interesting to me. The number one most visited pavilion by the students i was with by the high school students was japan they were all buying any kid that came home with a souvenir from that trip had gone to that store in the japan Mm -hmm. pavilion and bought something having to do with anime or it was it was really interesting that was where my son spent all of his money so i was i was really amazed Mm -hmm. at generationally that was really cool um to see that that interest but Yeah, so I really spent a lot of time, and that also meant that I really didn't spend a lot of time on the Epcot side, you know, the Spaceship Earth side, um, this past time that I went. Uh So we didn't do the Ratatouille thing last time. I didn't go on the Ratatouille ride, so I want to do that. Um, And I was super excited that there was a big crepe place now because I feel like that's the best part of everything. Um, I did Uh eat there. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, and we have dinner that night. I've never eaten at the actual, I think it's like Tutto Italia or whatever uh, um, mm-hmm. in Italy. So that's the plan. And again, the reason we did that is I was like, oh, maybe we can go to the beer garden. But again, it's a it's a one price situation. And I just didn't feel right. We are doing that morning. The one, like all you can eat one price thing that we're doing is Akershus pr- uh, princess breakfast that morning, mm-hmm. which... I thought would be a good fit for our girls. I think it's really easy to sort of see, you know, you see Mickey and Minnie and whatever around the park. So I thought that, um, and, you know, uh, that's something that we'll probably try to do in Hollywood studios is I think that's a nice place to see Mickey and Minnie Sorcerer Mickey and all that um, at Hollywood studios. So, um, but I thought that the princess breakfast, since I'm trying to keep this very six year old centric because they've never been before, that's, that's our one big like meal investment is Akershus that morning. So we're going there for breakfast. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll be interested to hear about both of those meals because I've never eaten in either of those places.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. And the thing is, well, the reason I'm willing to do all you can eat is my kids will eat breakfast food all day, pancakes and eggs and whatever, like <laughs> that stuff that I know that they're going to eat a bunch of. The only place, usually the past several times I've gone because I just love it so much is I always eat in Mexico. I always eat, you know, near the volcano, Mexico, mm-hmm. like, and I just love it. Actually, I don't know, maybe you probably know this, but maybe you don't. Um, when we went a couple times ago, uh, a lot of people go down to Disney with their music groups to do competitions or performances. And while I think that's really cool in the situation that I was in as a Catholic school educator, where you have a small, You really just have a small population. And sometimes that group of kids, you know, in your band, say, can't all afford to go on a trip to Disney. So you go to these festivals and they give you this feedback where they say, "Okay, well, that's great, but you don't have enough trumpets for that song. And we're like, well, we do. They're just not here. You know, like we can't bring them all. And I was struggling to really feel like it was a a fulfilling educational experience when you go down for a competition that doesn't really mean a lot. Cause as we know, arts are so subjective. And, and so I started researching the Disney work workshops, like arts workshops. And I was like floored by how many amazing opportunities these kids had really educational opportunities doing the Disney workshops. So that's what we changed all of our trips to. We stopped going to competitions or at least that's what, when I was in my tenure, that's what was happening granted then covid happened and now i feel like not many people are back to traveling with school groups yet but we did these disney workshops and our technical theater students went on a tech tour of epcot it was a 2 hour workshop where they were brought all through the back of epcot and shown all sorts of you know ways that all the various shows happen and what i didn't realize is the stage manager for all of the amazing stuff that happens in the lagoon at the world showcase is in that pyramid on Mexico. If you look up at the very top, there's like a control booth and that's where the stage manager for all of those things sits inside the top of that pyramid. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. That is such a neat behind the scenes piece of information. So the next time you go, look up at the top of Mexico and you'll see in that pyramid, there's a window and that's where the stage manager is. And he runs all of the stuff, all the cues for all of the shows on the middle of the lagoon. Yeah, really neat
0: wow yeah okay. it was cool
1: it was cool. very cool but very so cool. that's our day it's gonna be hopefully pretty leisurely. are you going to I, I imagine
0: with the family of six you're probably not going to do a whole lot of food and wine no. booths but do you think that maybe you would try anything like "Oh, let's do desserts for from a booth yeah like i
1: mean that. like i said we don't drink so like we will you know although i might break the rule for like a i do like those like slushies in france but um those yeah um but again i don't I, i that was one of the things last time too that i was amazed at at hollywood studios people just going up and slamming these huge beers and i'm like how are you not asleep it is so hot i just i'm such i'm just in awe of you um but uh yeah i mean so we'll definitely try some stuff my kids are not adventurous eaters and um you know the goal is i guess i'll say this we're not gonna Deprive ourselves, like one of the things that I'm happy about. We did save so much money in how we booked this trip, but I also don't want it to be the type of thing where we're down there really being super worried about spending. I'm prepared to spend money, like, I'm prepared for it to cost money. So, a lot of it will just be a function of, like, okay, you know, what do we feel like at any given time? Um. And uh, so we'll definitely check some of that out. But I don't anticipate a ton of it because my kids won't. Like I said, they're not adventurous yeah. eaters. Dan and I will. My husband and I will. Yeah,
0: I would take a look at the menus yeah. before you go. And that way you can have a sense of what they might be interested in for like a right. treat or something and kind of plan around it. There's a, a good app that I use that I think is called Food and Wine, although they use it for every festival. They upload all of the, the menus and then you can mark what you're interested oh, okay. in uh, at each menu and then you can filter and they'll show you a map uh, with only the things, what? places oh, you're interested cool. in marked. So as you go around, you can be like, oh yeah, there was right, something right, here
1: right. I,
0: I wanted right. to look at. Yeah. Cool. So, um, okay. So Monday, August the 21st. That is our magic
1: kingdom day. And I've heard that going to magic kingdom on a Monday is a mistake, but I'm just hoping that whatever it's too late now. So that's our magic Kingdom day. Um, I feel like it's busy no it's matter gonna what it's going to be busy. no yeah, matter what Yeah. Day I mean, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I also know that August in theory is one of their less busy months just because of the heat. So that's one of the, another reason that mm-hmm. we chose to brave it. Um, I did just buy my kids, my daughter's neck fans. They look like little cat hands, like little, they have like little toe pads <laughs> just wrapped around their necks. Like, um, which yesterday, was my son's birthday yesterday. So we went up to dinner at Olive Garden and my daughter is sitting next to me and she's like, I'm freezing. I'm like, well, you're wearing your neck fan inside. So like maybe step one is just take off your neck fan. Um, which she looked at me like I was an idiot and kept wearing it. So <laughs> if that forebodes anything for our trip to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to Magic Kingdom that day. Um, and uh, our only reservation that day I did was Tony's. I went to Tony's for the first time this last trip, and it was, like, the most wonderful meal. And it just so happened that we got a seat, like, close to the patio as the parade was going by in the middle of the day. And I was like, this is magical. And their garlic bread is straight fire. It is so, so good. So um, I can't wait to go back.
0: They have really turned things around there. It used to be sort of the restaurant that people who appreciated good food would avoid. But I've heard such good things over the past probably two years that I'm thinking I need to give it a second chance.
1: Oh, my gosh. The garlic bread is just ridiculous. It's just – it does not make any sense. They, uh, the waitress w- had recommended it to us, and I was like, all right, whatever. I got a salad in that, and it was just – it was a perfect meal. Really, really nice. We've done – Is this lunch or dinner? This is like dinner. I think I did like a four o'clock. So it'll be a late, a very late lunch or or an early dinner kind of. Because the other plan is, the other place that I tried the last time I went, and I would go back to 100% is Gaston's Tavern, has ham and cheese sandwiches that are to die for. So uh, we might check that out. I'm excited this time because that's a part of the park that I really haven't explored. I have not gone on the little mermaid ride back there. Um and I think oh, okay. my kid my girls will really like it. So, um so yes, yeah, so that that's a part that's probably the only part of Magic Kingdom that I really feel like I have not gotten a chance to to dig into. So that'll definitely be on the docket for this time.
0: Then Tuesday the 22nd, I imagine that's going to be Animal Kingdom.
1: Indeed it is. Yep. That is our Animal Kingdom day. That one we've made a reservation Yak, yeah, Yak and Yeti. That's where we're going. Um, we got that one. Although our plan is um, to definitely do quick service for lunch, probably for the um, the one in Pandora, because uh, we love it there. We love that one.
0: Satouli Canteen, yeah.
1: Yeah, so good. It's so good. So, um, yeah. And that one, we're big. We are big Everest fans. So we will for sure be hitting that one up. And just this last time was the first time and all the times I've been to Animal Kingdom that I finally waited for the safari, which was great. Um, I know my kids will really like that. Okay. So we're we're excited to do that, too. We will be skipping a bug's life because I hate it so much. Um, I tried to do it and, I, <laughs> and I, I like walked out the last time. I decided, like, nope, this is not for me. So I know my kids will not appreciate it either. No, it's, it's terrorized many, many a child. (laughs) I remember going to MGM studios back when it was, you know, MGM studios. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where honey, I shrunk the kids was. I I don't remember. Yes. Honey, I shrunk
0: the audience.
1: I, again, I still have, I am (laughs) scarred from that experience. So like, it's the new, it's the new. Yeah. Very similar. Yep. No, not for me. Yep.
0: Well, if you are Expedition Everest fans, then um, I recommend that as a rope drop strategy if you would like to ride it multiple times, because you can ride it with no weight at all if you are there first thing in the morning. Multiple no, times awesome. in a row.
1: We did it single rider last time, and it was fast. It's nice when I really like the one, you know, there's only a couple where you have a single rider option, and that was really good Mm -hmm. so the other thing that i'd like to do that i didn't do last time was is navi uh um river cruise i did it Mm -hmm. two times ago but again it sounds like it feels like when i had the choice last time i paid for the lightning lane for flight of passage because Mm -hmm. again it was a shorter day in the park it was the day we were leaving for the airport when we went this last time, so i had to make some some choices but um at this point, I, I, I hope to get onto that one with my kids.
0: Yeah, I, then I will, I will change my advice then. If you really would like to do Navi River Journey, then I would recommend aiming to do that Road first. Yeah. Because it gets, yeah, it gets quite a line and it is not one, in my opinion, that is worth waiting a super long time. And you can catch Expedition Everest at other points of the day when it's not so bad
1: the one thing that gets tricky for us and that I'm going to try to work on balancing is there are going to be some rides that we want all six of us to be able to go on together. Like Navi is one of them. Whereas my girls aren't going on Everest. My six-year-olds aren't going on Everest. So it could be a thing right, where like right. they're at Starbucks and Charles and I are running to Everest or, and we're just doing single rider or whatever. Um, so I, I'm trying to weigh those things. I'm also trying to decide which, and a lot of it will depend on, the price although I don't I don't know we'll see when we get there but uh, of whether or not we're going to do genie plus every day for all six of us Mm -hmm. we'll really rack up I did last time we went I did it for just magic kingdom and Hollywood studios Mm -hmm. and they were both worth it the only thing that wasn't worth it well the only thing that I found disappointing in terms of waiting and the weight not being worth it, but I don't think it's the, I think it was just the luck of the weather um, with slinky dog, which is not on fast on, on the genie plus you can't get that on there, or at least you couldn't at that time. You can now. Okay. Yeah. Cause when we went to, you couldn't. And the worst part was we got in line. We waited probably for 35 minutes and then there was lightning and they have to shut it down. Mm. And yeah, yeah. My son waited in the line, not at the same time as me, but in the same like vicinity of the day, and he watched the entirety of Wreck It Ralph in the line on his phone. Being from from Connecticut and having Six Flags New England near us, there is one of my favorite roller coasters of all time is the Superman roller coaster at Six Flags and Slinky Dog reminded me a lot of that. But if I had to pick one, I think I'd pick Superman. So I don't know that I would wait again, but if I can get it on genie plus, then, then that would be different.
0: Yeah. It's usually the one that people will, will try for first in terms of their genie plus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We did so well with genie plus at magic kingdom. I mean, it was crazy. We got in the day. I mean, I want to say that we, we got like 10 rides. It was like absurd. If you, cause we timed it right. And we just took whatever was available next. We waited. The first thing we did when we walked in was, um, mind train, which I'd never done before, mm-hmm. which was fine. Yeah. I think I still would pick Thunder Mountain. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wanted to experience it. I did, but I think it's in terms of Genie plus for sure, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom. I think you can get away without it for Animal Kingdom right, and too. Epcot if you are willing to plan your day, be there early, and really strategize what you're trying yeah. to do when. Um, but yeah, um, and then for individual Lightning Lanes, do you have any anticipation of purchasing any of those individual rides? I don't
1: know. I like I said, I bought it for Flight of Passages last time. Um, and and mm-hmm. i think one of the reasons i was willing to do that was because again it was a it was a day where we had to get to the airport so we knew we needed to leave the park by a certain time i had been talking up this ride to my son for years talking about how he would love it mm-hmm. and and it was also the last day of our trip and he and his three roommates had just been so mm-hmm. like such good boys it's it, again you you go on these trips and and it was the first time I've gone on so many of them with so many other people's children and to be on a trip with my own mm-hmm. child, um, was like a totally different thing, but I also sort of got to see him in context and I was so appreciative of him and how, how wonderful he and his three roommates had been the whole time. And I was like, I'm buying this for everybody. So the, we, we bought, I bought six of them. Um, for mm-hmm. the four boys and then my best friend and I. And so we went on that one together and it was like the last hurrah of of a really nice trip. Otherwise, I don't think so. I mean, I know that we're going to have to, in the end, we're going to have to make some choices. I think the biggest thing that my husband feels really strongly about, and I get this, is he's a good counterpoint to my, I have to try to get as much done in as little time as I can get the most of every minute sort of vibe. Um, You know, he is so excited to go on this trip and not be beholden to anybody else's schedule um, to not have to worry about any of that stuff and to not try to make it perfect. He's very much, you know, I'm going to be the one trying to get the picture to remember it. He's going to be the one, more living in the moment so we're gonna try really hard like I'm gonna try really hard to be like him and hopefully I'll remind him to take a picture now and again too so we can we can share it um later but um so that's kind of you know we'll just see I know we're not gonna get to everything and that's okay so
0: yeah it's impossible to yeah
1: yeah I mean I do really want to You know, right again for two Catholic school teachers. I mean, I work all summer, I do, and I will. Um, so August is the beginning of my vacation. I see so many back to school things, and I know, especially, you know, our college friends have kids. I'm posting pictures of the kids going back to school now, and I'm like, what? No, I still have a month before I have to do this. (laughs) Um, so my summer is always August, That that is my fun time, and so I know this isn't realistic for every year but i do someday like if i could pick you know if my husband changes careers which he might i mean he's getting a second masters in software engineering and out of the gate he'll probably make more, more. doing that if he decides to switch than we do after 20 years of teaching mm-hmm. um i would love to be like a disney vacation club person i would love to be an and you know like that's my i'd love that so
0: That's why we have the annual passes at all is because we're able to get the Florida resident rate uh, for that because of Disney Vacation Club. Um, The only catch is they they do make you, as a non-Florida resident, pay for it all at once, which is always a little bit of a... like every July I'm like oh yeah. my god but then I'm grateful I have it and then it makes because we go every February by the time we get to February I am like, my tickets were free yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah I mean I I've looked into it and I think I if I can figure out all the time how to do it cheaply like this then great but I I do think there's something to be said for it being a really relaxing vacation when you can actually just like be on I know being on property is like a much easier proposition so um I yeah. I'm that's the future. That's, that's like a future goal. And of course my final goal, I think I told you this, but it's like, I I want to retire there. Like I really think that I would be like an excellent park employee. Me too.
0: I want to be in the voices. of Yes. This is what
1: I'm saying. Like this, this is what I'm saying. Well, and you know, like, I just want to stand there and say, Well, you know, what's (laughs) funny is, and, and we were looping back to the beginning of our conversation. So Kevin Massey, who we were in, into the woods with you know he yeah. was our jack like he's i always just missed him and his wife doing a concert down there because they're both like disney you know just royalty um and so uh so it cracks me up because i'm like someday i'm gonna be down there like i just i would oh, happily wow. be a suffragette on like main street usa i'm like ready to talk to people um i, I would do anything like really? i would work at a gift shop like i just feel like that's to me, and and it, and it is super fun. Last time I was down there, a student of mine, um, works at Hollywood studios in production down there. Um, and, and it's amazing how many of my students have gone through like Disney college program. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like someday, man, that's going to be, I'll be like the golden girls. I want to live in like a house with a palm tree and just have my grandkids come down and visit take them to Disney for the day introduce them to my friends it's a dream
0: mm-hmm. well I'll be right there with you we'll get
1: together and right. let's we'll have a plan like the let's, golden girls absolutely we can get the house next door our husbands can live there we can see them when we want I think it works on a lot of levels yeah uh-huh. yep, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Yes, you're in the team. That's great.
0: No, I have I have my friends up here in the city that sort of have the same dream, and we call ourselves the Disney Dames. Oh, I love it. So I love it. You can, you can join the Disney Dames.
1: I have a cricket. I can make you t-shirts. I have a cricket, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sweet. Then let's do it. I love it.
0: It's good for Disney shirt making. I, I should ask, are you planning with your cricket to make any Disney shirts ahead of this trip?
1: You know, I don't think so. Like I have Disney themed stuff, but I'm not doing any sort of like the Avery's take down. Like I just don't I don't need to do it. I'm going to no. wear ears every day. Like that's that's a that's a given. My new favorite way to buy clothes for my kids, like no shame whatsoever is I like going to thrift stores. I go to Savers all the time. I don't know if you have Savers where you are, but um and savers is like the bomb so i've just been looking for like disney themed merchandise at those places so i've managed to to snag some like minnie mouse shirts we got some encanto merch going on and i did just as a packing hack for my girls anyway i bought cuz i've been following a lot of disney like instagram various things. And so Mm -hmm. I bought a uh, shoe organizer, like one of those over the door shoe organizer with 24 pockets. And they say like you take the kid's little outfit, Mm -hmm. you roll it up and you put it in one of the sleeves and like there's their outfit for the day and you just pull it out of the suitcase and you hang it up and there it is. So I'm going to give that a try and um, Mm -hmm. high hopes for that.
0: I'll tell you my other hacks for organization because we're a family of three. It is pretty easy to keep our room organized when we're there. But when we've gone with other people, um, having four people in a room even just makes a a big difference. And the thing that I did recently that I'm like, I'm never going to not, never going to not do this again. It's amazing is um, I get one of the, the little things that you hang in the closet that kind of fold up flat. But then when it opens up, it's, and so it's a designated spot for everybody to put their magic band, their ears, Mm, like whatever they're dropping for the day, instead of dropping it on a dresser or something you, and I I use my label maker and just put names. (laughs) And then I also got these little um, plastic bins, you know, they're maybe, I don't know, four inches by six inches or maybe eight inches or something. And it collapses down so you can pack it flat. Right. And I put names on those and I open them up and they can stack on top of each other. And those go on the bathroom counter and each one is the spot for everyone to put your toothbrush, right. your tuner, whatever you would have sitting out on the bathroom right. counter. Um And it just kind of keeps it all contained and organized and I'll, I'll never That's do it. That's smart. Again. That's
1: really smart. Yeah. I'm psyched about this this shoe thing and also if I can get the girls involved in like looking yeah. at it ahead of time then it means that we're not again that's the problem with having two girls wearing the same size for everything is like they fight over who gets to wear this shirt or that shirt if they can pick their stuff ahead of time and I can just pull it from the pocket and then we're good to go mm-hmm. yeah so yeah we'll see
0: all right what's well, so Wednesday the 23rd is your departure yes. day yep is that correct Okay, what time is your flight for that? I actually
1: just changed this flight. Originally, we were going to be leaving at like four in the afternoon, and I hadn't really looked carefully when I was booking it. I bought, I opened like a Southwest credit card and I got $200 statement credit. So I was like, I just want to get this taken care of. And I kind of just looked for the cheapest option. And then after I went back and looked at it, I was like, wait, we have a connecting flight through Chicago? Chicago? To get back to Hartford, that just feels unnecessary. And I had deliberately put it sort of at four o'clock in the afternoon because I thought, well, that gives us time during the day to like get a little bit of last minute stuff in. But if I know my family... And now that I know that we're going to have this full day at Disney Springs on the 19th, I was like, I don't think we really need that. So I just changed that flight to depart at 10 o'clock in the morning and it's a direct flight. So rather than getting home at 10, like 11 o'clock at night on the 23rd, we arrive at like 1245 in the afternoon and – That'll give us a chance to get home, and you know, because we start work on the twenty eighth, so I just figure it's worth it for the direct flight home. They're going to be done so, and I'm psyched yeah. to just get them back in the house and have a reasonable hour. How are you going to
0: get to the airport? We'll Uber it, Uber XL. Yeah, okay. Uber, and, yeah. and how does that work? XL fits, a family, yeah, yep, yep. XL okay. fits a family of six. Yeah, yeah, XL fits family okay. of six,
1: and I guess you can request Ubers. With booster seats, my girls are at an age where, again, I'm not, I'm not that concerned about it, because um, they're not they're out of car seats. So it would have been a different story. I think we would have been forced to rent a van if they were any smaller, um, just for that reason alone. But um, in this case, yeah, that's the plan.
0: Do you know approximately how much an Uber XL costs from the airport
1: to Disney Springs area? I don't know. I don't know the cost, but I've talked to people about it. And the way again, I'm looking at it is I don't have a choice, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, um, everybody I've talked to who's done it recently is like, Oh, it's absolutely the way you have to go. Like you have to, that's the best way to handle it. Don't bother with Disney magical. Just do the Uber XL be done with it. Um,
0: yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be a lot more direct for you and, um, if you were doing something like Mir's uh, Connect, or I guess at this point they have merged with Sunshine Flower, so it's Mir's, you know, powered by Sunshine or something like that. Um, if you did that, they would be picking you up like three to four hours before your flight. Um, it would be very early, and there's really no need for that. The only thing that that I think you may just want to take into consideration for that return trip to the airport is that around the time you're going to be needing to go, it's going to be rush hour. So.
1: Right. And I think that I have no problem leaving super early that morning. And, um, again, I've now had enough interactions with the Orlando international airport, um, where there's plenty of things to do. We'll do breakfast there. Like we, we will get out of that hotel early and just get over there because it's just more mm-hmm. comfortable. And, um, and this time, again, I I've, I've had to do so many school trips where this will just be refreshing. Cause I won't be bringing any cellos with me through those trams like or anything. So that's really nice. Cause that's a whole other factor that nobody ever <laughs> That's traveling with students. Music students is really frustrating with the instruments because it's just. So I'm.
0: I didn't even think about that. It's
1: brutal. Like, honestly, this last time, thank goodness they rented the cellos down there. Cause I said, (laughs) I, one of the reasons I got to go on the trip with my son's school is I know all the, you know, we, I've worked with all of the, the music teachers over there. We all do some of the same summer theater stuff and they let me go. One of the reasons I got chosen is I've just organized so many trips on my own. And I was like, y'all, I just, I just need to express to you how bad traveling with cellos is (laughs) please. Um, violins you can do it it's not so bad but cellos like especially nowadays the cellos come in these soft cases that they wear like backpacks like that thing does not stand a chance on a plane so now no. renting down there was was the way to go Whew. but it was it's still a lot so yeah i feel like once you've done that everything else is easy <laughs> i hope Well,
0: this is going to be an exciting trip. I can't wait to hear about all of the things that you all are trying for the first time. And I can't wait to hear how the girls in particular enjoy this trip. They're the perfect age for for a first trip, in
1: my opinion. I hope it's magical. And, you know, we're definitely we're going to bring that umbrella stroller and, you know, just see how we do and it's always hard. Two is always harder. At, at, just because, you know, when you have the one toddler or the one six-year-old and you convince that child that they don't need to be upset about a particular thing, you can sometimes get away with it. But when you have another six-year-old there to yeah. like encourage them in whatever chaos they're participating in, it's, it's, it's a new experience. So we'll just see, but I think I, they're very excited and, and, and so are we. So can't wait so we don't melt
0: oh yeah no definitely the the neck fans if you have cooling towels um all of that stuff yeah, we are gonna do
1: empty water bottles the only thing i haven't decided is whether or not i should be doing the ponchos for everybody
0: all right well we will talk to you when you get back and i hope that you have a magical trip
1: thank you so much <laughs> we'll see how it goes
0: welcome back sarah thanks <laughs> I'm back back in Connecticut. Back in Connecticut. And how long, how long have you been back at this point?
1: Uh, we got back about midday two days ago. So uh, okay. we got back to the house finally like three o'clock on Wednesday. Today's Friday. So it's been like two days.
0: Okay. You still need some some rest to get oh my gosh, over the I'm vacation.
1: <laughs> because I spent, of course, like the day we got back, I just started doing laundry, right? And like, yeah, and school starts... Monday for us as teachers, like our job starts Monday. Oh. So we're, it's just kind of like, Oh wow. We very rapidly are shifting gears to everything, you know? Right. <laughs> I so- know. Well, pumpkin spice
0: lattes have come out. So it's a sign. Oh that yeah. Well,
1: beautiful. that was something that I hadn't expected in Disney. Just being like, wait, it's Halloween here. I know. But, I know. Yeah.
0: I'm looking forward to it because I've never been to Disney during Halloween decorations before. And so when I go next weekend, it'll be the first time. All right. Let's talk about this amazing first trip as a family. So in a, in a short uh, sentence or two, how would you sum up how it went?
1: I think it was overall really successful, wonderful moments and great memories were made, um, and I think that my kids really all will appreciate it each for different reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's a great thing. Nice.
0: Let's start with the hotel because you were staying off property over by Disney Springs. So just thinking back to the location, the amenities, the shuttle service, everything that went into that that hotel stay, how would you assess the Double Street Over by Disney Springs.
1: Okay. So the Doubletree. So what they didn't tell us. And what maybe we. You know. I probably could have found this out. Was that it was under. It's under major construction right now. Like major. The main lobby is totally inaccessible. The main restaurant is closed. Um, So it was a little bit like. When we drove up. I was like what is happening. Um, And you know, it just meant a little bit of a long journey around. We also arrived like, like trying like when you go in the door, it meant a really long journey then around to where like the elevators were. It just was, mm-hmm. nothing was easy. Um, but, uh, and, and we also arrived like uh, when we landed and we then got in an Uber and went to the hotel, I, we, a huge rainstorm, like major. Mm-hmm. So, that meant that when we first got out to the hotel, the hotel pool, which the kids have been really excited about, it was overcast and it was just full of debris because it's nobody's fault, but it was, it had rained, you know, so mm-hmm. that was difficult. Um, so it wasn't the Double Tree's fault, but the, you know, the pool was kind of a, a hot mess and the lobby and whatever. Um, but... Over time, uh, we, we got used to the way things were, and what it looked like, and what the amenities were like. The pool ultimately was very nice when we were there on we were there on one beautiful sunny day, and it was lovely. Um, I'm just used to staying at places with. A few more things included in the price, but I also recognize it's Orlando. It's not going to be that way. Mm -hmm. So we did Instacart orders because we weren't going down to like, you know, for a family of six. You're not going to a buffet that costs you $100 a morning for breakfast. It just doesn't make any sense. So we did Instacart and we got, you know, boxes of cereal and milk in the room. And that was great. Um, And the shuttle was was easier than i expected it to be um it was the type of thing where you didn't need to make a reservation uh, but it did run like clockwork clockwork like it picked up every hour on the five after the hour from the hotel to go to all four of the disney parks uh the only um times we really ran into any issue were we did two days where we went to the park for you know the early admission because that was included as we were considered a Disney resort. So, Mm -hmm. um, we went early and then had opted, okay, we'll go back in the middle of the day in the hottest hours and then go back to the park when it's a little bit cooler in the evening. And today we tried to do that Epcot. That was fine, but it did take a really long time to get back to the magic king, uh, back to Epcot. When we went back that day, Mm -hmm. Um, the shuttle took a lot longer in the afternoon than it did in the morning. And I'm not sure why. And then, um, we totally missed the shuttle back to the hotel from the magic kingdom because we got stuck in the parade and that was whatever we just weren't getting there. And, you know, it's the ticket and transportation center at the magic kingdom and all of that. And so we just were like, we're getting an Uber and we Mm -hmm. got an Uber back. And then we took the shuttle back for that, that afternoon, that evening. But um, all in all uh, it, it was a pretty decent service. Although there were times, and I think my biggest takeaway on this is I got to get richer, man, because I just really, you know, you're taking the monorail from ticket and transportation, going through the contemporary and walking and watching these people just like walk on and like go to their next stop and have it be so easy. And I'm like, the amount of time that you spend just not getting to, do stuff because you're traveling from place to place, especially with a family with four kids is like, Mm -hmm. this kills me. Like, so, you know, but all in all, I would say that for our budget, the Doubletree was, Mm -hmm. was just fine. It was good.
0: How did you know what time the bus would be there to pick you up at the park to take you back to the hotel?
1: There was always, so you could follow their little QR code, but, All the parks were essentially the same. Like there was um, Hollywood Studios and Epcot were, or Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom were 40 minutes after the hour and Epcot and Magic Kingdom were 30 minutes after the hour. So you knew there was always going to be a bus at 30 minutes after the hour at the Magic Kingdom, for example, which is all well and good unless you miss it, (laughs) you know, and then you're stuck for an hour.
0: But there was never any concern during the whole trip where you made it to the bus on time, but there was, wasn't enough space for your group.
1: No. And in fact, um, we took, I had been worried about that because some of the times that we went were, you know, the more popular times, like we busted to get out of the magic kingdom. I made my kids like leave partway through the fireworks just cause we'll get to this part of the conversation, but magic kingdom day was, was a rough one. And, um, you know, I was trying to like balance everybody's needs. And I said, okay, we'll stay for some of the fireworks, but we got to book it because we got to get to that nine thirty shuttle. And I was worried that lots of people would be on that nine thirty shuttle. And that was when they'd sent for that particular pickup from the magic kingdom. It was like a two story bus. It was huge. Yeah. So, and the thing about our shuttle is it was not just, it was all of the hotels on that Disney spring street. So it was the B resort. It was, the Wyndham, it was um, the other Hilton that's on the street of Disney Springs. It was at every hotel down that strip used this shuttle. Oh, wow. Yeah. So on the way back from some of the parks, for example, we would go to the Wyndham first and then this one and then this one, which sounds like it'd be terrible, but they're also close to each other. It's, it's It was really fast. But yeah, it, they're all part of, and it's all free and included. This is a shuttle that some of the hotels on that strip, I get the sense I don't know whether they don't pay into the service or what, but like every time we booked it, it was like a $14 per person thing that then we put in a coupon code that eliminated a charge. So you had to reserve to take the shuttle there, but not back. So that was good. And, and I was impressed by, I mean, like I said, they've got it down to a science. It really was very straightforward. They had the double decker when we left magic kingdom. So they anticipate those high volume times, um, Mm And it meant that, you know, we only had to Uber from parks like twice. The second time being when we thought we were going to leave Animal Kingdom early and we ended up accidentally staying till well after it closed. (laughs) So (laughs) there you go. Oops. Yeah. When you order an Uber for that size of a party, it's a special category of Uber, right? Excel. Uber XL. Well, the thing that was weird is they say on there how many people it holds. The only time that we ran into an issue was like when we got picked up at the airport by an Uber XL that held six people. We were six people with five suitcases and a stroller. Mm -hmm. So a, a minivan would have been fine. But both times we ended up with Ford Explorers. And they were like, oh, no, we can't take you. And I was like, like, hell you can't? Let's go. And so we just packed things in, you know, stacked things up and I said, we don't need to be luxurious. Just got it in there. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, it, it was frustrating at times. The trip, both trips to the airport were just happened to be in Explorers. In fact, the uh, returning to the airport, the first car that took our job was a van. And I was like, oh, yes, this will be easier. And then the guy called me and was like, hi, I need you to cancel the order because I can't take it. I was like, okay. So I canceled and then I got an Explorer the second time around.
0: I don't understand why they're in the system as being able to
1: take that many people if they can't. I mean, in theory, they could. They could take that many people. It just was, where did the bags go? There was no place for it to go in the
0: car. I don't know. This is just my idea. I'm not a tech person. Um, but if it were me and you put in that you were going to an airport, the app should automatically be like, how many
1: suitcases do you have? Yeah, I agree. I agree. My husband, when he finally gets a software engineering degree and makes a lot of money so that we can stay at the contemporary, um, and I don't need to worry about Uber's really not to more. Um, that will be one of the things I suggest he goes out into the world to fix. Mm-hmm. Go write them some code for this so that, Yeah can take into account the suitcases that you're obviously bringing to the, and from the airport.
0: Um, speaking about the airport, um, anything to report on your flight or did everything go off without a hitch?
1: No, everything's good. It was really good. We were able to use family boarding because Southwest does family boarding for people traveling with six year olds and under and just made the cut. So on every flight, we had two flights going down and just one direct flight going back. Um, one of our flights was, like, a little bit delayed on the way down there, but it was the second one, so it didn't really matter. And we were traveling in the middle of the day, so it didn't really affect anything. And, uh, yeah, we just had six across. I took the cutest video of my girls on their first flight. Like, they were amazed at being mm-hmm. up in the air. And, no, Southwest was great. We have no complaints. It was really good.
0: Very good. Okay, and anything else that first day before we jump into all – the fun in the parks.
1: No, we, we had, we it was very, the room was, was good. I met, you know, a couple little issues with the room, like uh, not working remote. So like that, they were very responsive. The cookies at DoubleTree are really good. They are promised okay. and advertised and they are delicious. <laughs> and um, other than that, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty, we ordered dinner at the pool bar that night and just sat there and played in the pool and had a lovely time. All right. And then
0: I know that you said that you like to get there early and try to get the most bang for your buck. So what time were you up and out the next morning? Did you make it
1: for Rope Drop? We did not. We did not. Um, We didn't try to for Hollywood Studios because that was our first, like, in my mind, I was still not in the mindset of we're going to leave the park. Like, we're going to stay the day. So we took the 805 shuttle, which, um, you know, we, we got there still very early, but it was not rope drop. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, yeah, we took the 805 shuttle and I want to say it got us to the park at like 840-ish. Um, but Hollywood Studios was already open at that point. So we, yeah, we just hopped on in and like the first thing we did, because I, I did the memory maker. I just, like was every picture I said, we're stopping, we're doing it. And I'm delighted because I think that money was worth it because I know that if I had not done it, I would not be in any of the pictures of this vacation. So I'm really, really happy that I did it because even as it got throughout the trip a little bit old where, I mean, there's one, there's pictures from our last day where one of my daughters is just like not in it. She's like, no way. I'm done, I'm done with the pictures. Um, the ones we did get, I'm really, really thrilled with. So yeah, that was really worth it. So yeah. So we went right in there and decided <laughs> at first we had thought, Oh, we're not going to do Genie plus. Like we're just, you know, we, <laughs> and then my kids like couldn't even wait in line at that Starbucks. And I was like, okay, let's revisit this. I think I would like to be in a position where we don't have to do genie plus, especially for a family of six. However, if you're like us and you're using this opportunity to go on a trip that you know, you're not going to go on, be able to go on again for a couple of years. And you have one day in a park, like we don't even have park hoppers. Part of me is like, what choice do you really have? If you want to be able to do all the things and we still didn't do all the things we still couldn't get to all of them, but i just said let's just let's not be heroes here if i'm gonna spend money on something i'd rather spend money on this than spend money on junk or stuff like let's just do it right so we did the genie plus that day do you recall how much it was that day for hollywood studios it was one of the more expensive ones so for the six of us with tax it was like 130 that day so i want to say it was like 23 dollars a person Mm -hmm. which i've seen it higher when I, went, when I went in April, it was $35 a person, and I've never seen it that high. That's the highest it's, like, ever been. Um, so it was $23 a person. That was that.
0: All right. Do you feel at the end of that day that you got your money's worth out of the purchase of Genie Plus?
1: Yes, definitely. No doubt. Hollywood Studios, I think it makes perfect sense. One of the things that's funny about buying Genie Plus for a family of six is it means that you get access to lightning lanes for six people when maybe not all six people are going to use those lightning lanes. Hence the way that Charles and I went three times in a row, just like walked off and walked back on to Mm -hmm. rock and roller coaster.
0: Was that your your first ride of the day? Because I remember you were really looking forward to that one. No.
1: Our first ride of the day was Toy Story Mania. Okay, and, and that was great. The kids loved it. Like it was such a good first introduction. And the funny thing about that was somehow in the scanning to go on to Toy Story Mania, mm-hmm. I'm wearing like 15 badges on, on me. Because <laughs> um, that was one thing that I didn't, you know, I'd had that question when we first went like, okay, I have my tickets on my phone how is that going to translate into something? And because we didn't have magic bands, I said, how is that going to translate into whatever? And right at the gate, when we were scanning in the first time, they turned them into the physical plastic tickets for us. Nice. So we had the lanyards. We each had a lanyard with our ticket on it. And long story short, somehow they only scanned five of our six, like only five of our six. We all went on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we realized we had an extra ride. So we let Charles use it again. So that was awesome. Uh, Mm -hmm. And while he went on and did that, Uh, We went on the alien spinning saucer thing with the girls and they had a Mm -hmm. grand old time on that. Um, And then we did like, um, we went to that Disney Junior. Oh, the stage show. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's like a baby rave. (laughs) We took Penny years ago and she loved it. And my twins were like, even Charles, like my 15 year old son, you know, sits there and is watching it because he was just so amused by how hard his six-year-old sisters are going like they're going so hard mm-hmm. <laughs> um so it was really really cute um we had a reservation that morning at sci-fi or like for mm-hmm. really like early lunch late breakfast sort of um so we we went there and that was cool i think that it would have been better as like a really middle of the day thing mm-hmm. um because it is cool and quiet and whatever but um I'm glad we tried it. Was the food good? Yeah, the food was good. Um, I just got like a chicken salad sandwich. That was a meal that all in for the six of us with tip included. Because remember, as a group of six, there's always going to be the 18% gratuity added on no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, that that one was like $110, which when you consider mm-hmm. six people, that's kind of not too bad um, for a sit down meal. With right. Sir. Um, although the meals were things that as the trip went on and evolved, I did start pivoting on because I sort of realized that I had even overplanned for that, but we'll get to that eventually. But, um, the biggest thing was we <laughs> made potentially a tactical error. Um, all my kids are tall enough to go on tower of terror. Mm-hmm. My husband was like, nope, not doing it. And Beatrice was like, nope, not doing it. But Ruby was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So at first, actually, Beatrice was into it, and then we got into the building, and she was like, eh, nope. Like, she went into the first room, mm-hmm. and she was like, no, no, not doing it. Not going to do it. So she and Dan exited. Like, we, she had to wait through the whole line until you're actually going to get on the ride, and then they actually, you know, bring you over to a real elevator, which is hilarious to me. I know. <laughs> and they can get onto, like, a real elevator to leave the ride where a fake elevator drops you. But she and Dan rode up and that was that. So Ruby's like, gung-ho. She's like, yeah, I'm doing it. She goes on the ride. And after that, I think it like wrecked her for all other rides. She was like, does this have a drop? I am not doing that again. I am never... Like, she was... She was wrecked. So everything she did not want to go on any rides for the, literally the rest of the trip. Now she did. We we were like, "You're going on this. Uh-huh. You're going on it." But things that I know that she normally, I feel like knowing her, she would have gone for. She was not not having it. Penny was iffy on it. Even Charles is iffy on it. And the funny thing for me was that I love that ride. But I was so anxious about how they would feel about it that I did not enjoy it as much as I usually do. And the takeaway I have there, and basically this is true for every great ride that I went on that I tried to tell them that they were going to love. I was so anxious about how they would feel about it that I enjoyed it less. And I really feel like that's all the more reason that I just have to recognize that Disney trips by myself... Are something that I deserve. <laughs> so, you too. So you too. that's a real. That's like some. That's a real goal I might have for myself. Like, like my husband's like way behind us when I'm walking. I'm pushing yeah. that stroller, and my son is like, "Mom, you're faster pushing the stroller than you are without it." Like, what's happening? I'm like, "Cause this is a go time. It's go time." <laughs> you know, and they're like, "We just want to sit and look at the stuff." I'm like, "No sitting. There's no sitting." So. I don't know. I mean, that was the hardest part for me of the whole trip was mm-hmm. I am a go, go, go. It's not that I don't enjoy the stuff. It's that mm-hmm. you will understand this. To me, it has a really similar feel of, of like tech week. Like mm-hmm. I'm here now. It's time for me to implement all of the stuff that I've been planning. This is go time. This is when I come alive. So the thrill of the chase of the next thing is mm-hmm. like as exciting to me as the thing itself. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one in my family that has that gene. I don't know. Or at least my, my son is is sort of there, but, um, you know, it's a very, having just gone in April with him on that school trip and having a lot more freedom to make choices about my own stuff. Mm-hmm. It really highlighted the difference when you go with a family and that's fine. I expected that, but I did enjoy it more alone. Yeah. I'm not feeling, I'm, I'm, And I'm just owning that. I'm I'm owning that. So that's fine. Um, Not alone, but like with my best friend who is also similarly go, go, go. This is what we do. This is what we live for.
0: I did my very first, like truly solo trip in May. So if you want to go, I did an episode on it. I managed to talk about it for two and a half hours, Um, (laughs) but it was literally (laughs) just me. I didn't meet up with anybody there, nobody there but me. And I just did what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And it was glorious. Um, but the, the tower of terror thing, it's funny, Alex and I were just talking about that ride last night because I caught him watching ride throughs on YouTube, um, because he's really looking forward to our weekend trip next week. And, um, I said, which ride throughs are you doing? He's like, I'm doing them all. And he got to the tower of terror one and he just on this past February trip wrote it for the first time since he was five. And was nervous to do it. I convinced him. I said, you know, I know how you are. I know you're going to love this ride. He did end up loving it. We rode it as many times as we could in the February trip. And so when he was watching the ride through last night, he was like, I can't believe I missed out on so many chances to ride that ride over the years. Because every time I thought about it, and these are his words, he said, I was looking at it through my five-year-old eyes. And all I could remember was how scary it was. And he said, "Now that I've ridden it and I love it, I will never have to do that again." And he said, "Of all of the rides, including Rock and Roller Coaster, which he's really excited because it's been closed every time we've gone recently." Yeah. Um, he's he said he's more looking forward to Tower of
1: Terror. So interesting. Yeah, I I had I enjoyed that ride so much in April, and I was so anxious for poor Ruby was like shaking Mm. next to me I mean like she was like whole gripping holding on to me and I of course I'm like sort of holding on to her tightly too Mm -hmm. because I'm like this is secure right yeah yeah." and (laughs) you know and I'm holding on to her and and, and it really was like, oh, I want them to love it as much as I love it. And they just, mm. but the funny thing is, is then, so we did do, we went on to rock and Roller Coaster. Charles and I did that those three times. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and we loved it. Charles hasn't done that ride since he was probably, I mean, it would be the time before. He hasn't done it in many years. Um, so, and he's a roller coaster guy. So he, he and I went on that and just like, had a blast. And the picture from the first time was like incredible, um, his face. And then the next two times, you know, we picked what we were going to do in our picture. Uh um, (laughs) It was just really nice. It's nice to be able to have those experiences when you have, you know, three more kids who are so much younger, um, to be able to have that special time with him was really cool. Um, my husband really wanted to do Muppets. So we got over to Muppets. The funny thing is, is we really, We did star tours. Beatrice loved it. Ruby was terrified because at that point it didn't matter what I put her on. She was going to be scared of it. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't spend really very much time in the star Wars area. And that's the one park that I didn't um, ride that I didn't get on that I still have never been on. And I didn't get to was rise of the resistance. It just Mm -hmm. wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to pay for the lightning lane. I wasn't going to wait and leave my family for that long because even with rock and roller coaster, like each time you go that, because of that pre-story and that there's, it takes time. And so I just wasn't going to leave them for that kind of time. Um, and August is terribly hot. Like I, it it really is. And I, I could go forever. It doesn't matter. I, I don't feel the heat when I'm in the zone. I mean, yeah, it's hot, but like my way of handling that is I just go, Mm -hmm. a six-year-old does not have that gene either. So, um, you know,
0: that was a lot. Well, it's also harder when you're standing still in a line. Like to me, it's yeah, you're moving and you're working up a sweat maybe, but at least you're, you're moving
1: forward. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it just was, um, the one that the ride line that almost broke us is so, um, runaway railway had been closed almost all day. Uh, it finally, after, again, I'm, I've already lost like in my mind, the order of operations, but at some point I notice on the app, it's now open and the wait is only like 25 minutes. I'm like, that never happens. So I make us book it over there and we all get in line. Cause I thought maybe we don't have to use the lightning lane on this now. Um, it was not 20 minutes. It was much longer than that. Because that's also when the skies opened and it started pouring. We got very lucky because it started the second we got under the door, like into Mm -hmm. the door. So like we were now in the building, it started raining and it rained significantly. And um, so we waited in that line for a long time. And then, you know, you get to the end of the first room and then they bring you into the next area where you know you're about to go in and when we were in that area that's when the ride broke down again oh, and gosh. we sat in there for a good 25 minutes and we were just about to call it when they let us on the kids loved it They Dan loved it like everyone loved that ride I I think um, but it was funny uh, Ruby <laughs> again when we decided to use the lightning lanes later like Ruby would not would not do it um, so we did child swap and Penny didn't want to do it either. Penny's stomach was bothering her. She said, Beatrice and Charles were like, let's go. So we did child swap, Dan and Beatrice and Charles wrote it. They brought me over to the exit with the other two. And then Beatrice and Charles and me, we got, went back on. Mm-hmm. Um, so Charles and Beatrice got an extra ride out of it because the other two didn't want to do it. So that was the ride that the two of them went on three times. So, how was the child swap? It was smooth. Oh, child swap! That that one was great. It was an easy system where after you go through the first, you know, movie room, and then you are in that line. I just asked a Disney. Per- I just said hi, you know, these two, and they were like, they know they can go on it, right? Like, there's no height requirement. I'm like, they know they can. They just refuse. So she said, no problem. So I think with that one you know, there's like a little hidden hallway between the front of the ride and the end of the ride. And that is where they pull, I could see it happening. Anybody who's there on like a mobility scooter or whatever, there is a place where they actually pull one of the cars out of the line to allow people time and, and an easier way to load, Mm -hmm. uh, which was really cool. So they just took us back there. And that was a simple matter of when Charles and Beatrice and Dan got off the ride, we were sitting at a at a bench right at the exit and like it was still in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, I grabbed those two and then went back through that secret passageway. Mm-hmm. And when I told the guy why I was back, he said, Oh, no problem. And he walked us right to the front of the line. Like we didn't even have to get back into that second section. So it was a piece of cake. Child swap was not as easy in other rides and other parks, which we can talk about when we get there, but it was mm-hmm. definitely a breeze in that scenario so that was good
0: yeah i'm interested to hear how the other ones go too because i've never
1: i've never had to use child swap a lot of ways it's great and every ride is different and so that's what makes it a little difficult in that in that there's not a lot of consistency in Mm -hmm. how it works um i suspect that on the runaway railway they don't encounter it a lot because you could like I think you could practically bring a baby on that ride. Like, I don't think that Uh there's any issue, even though it it does have motion. You know, so we were unique there. Whereas some of the other ones that are a little bit more um, intense and you're used to it, I think they've probably created more stringent policies because it happens so often. Right. So, yeah, we did dinner that night at Mama Melrose's, which was more expensive than the other one. And good. I mean, it was fine. I think what we'll get to, the takeaway I have is, like, I think I... I don't think we need to sit down to meals like that based on how my kids eat. Like I, I wanted to do those cool things and have those nice experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that there comes a point where it makes sense for people, but for a family as large as ours, a lot of times it was like, Oh, well we have to get over here by such and such a time. And there, it took away some of the spontaneity and it meant, you know, okay, well we can't schedule a lightning lane in there because whatever. So eh, eh. It had its moments that were really good. It was nice that we knew we were going to sit down and just like have that meal. But I think doing it over, I probably, except if there was one that I really cared about trying, I don't think that I would bother with the meal reservations the way that I did. Uh, certainly because it was completely lost on my kids. Like, completely. Right. Yeah. They were just like, spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. I will say that at those restaurants, uh, the Disney kid meal options are, are of value. They're good. I mean, most of the time it was like $11 and they got a meal and two sides and a drink. And one of the sides could be dessert. It was like a really, you get a lot of food mm-hmm. um, for a kid's meal, but I mean, Penny's 10 and they consider her an adult, which since she doesn't look 10, we were like, give her a kid's meal for, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and, um, and Charles even, like he again, he just got spaghetti from the adult menu and he didn't yeah. finish it. So And at the quick service they don't care about that. Like if right. you as a forty something year old woman want to order a kid's meal, no one cares. No one says anything. Right. So I think that I think that in the future that'll be and, and throughout the rest of the trip, I cancelled two of our reservations. Okay. Um, early. So we'll we'll get to that. But Beatrice wanted to go on star tours again, but it just like did not happen. They really wanted to buy lightsabers. But I was like, if you can tell me one character from Star Wars, give me one. Like we just walked through the Star Wars area. Mm -hmm. And um, ultimately we compromised on miniature lightsabers. Mm -hmm. And um, that was that. We took the shuttle back uh, before the park closed and went to bed. That was that. I mean, all in all, that sounds like a pretty successful Hollywood Studios day. Oh, it totally was. Like, Toy Story Mania, you know, was the perfect first ride. It's a great story to tell. They had a lovely time. Um, Oh, we did wait to meet Mickey and and Minnie, We had Sorcerer Mickey and all that, and that was pretty magical. The funny thing is, is, having twins, you start to learn as time goes on, there's they're just so different. Ruby is afraid of different things than Beatrice is afraid of and also responds differently than Ruby responds. And Ruby was enamored with the characters, like so delighted when she would see them, anything. So that was adorable. Whereas Beatrice was like, Cool, you know, but the rides, Beatrice was this is awesome, which I I, I would have gotten I would have gotten that wrong. I would have thought Be- Ruby would have liked the rides more too. But so that was really sweet. So it was a really successful first day. And I think that day we might've gone back to the pool at night. Did you happen to make it into the Frozen show while you were there? We did not. Okay. I had tried to convince Dan to take the girls there while Charles and I were doing rock and roller coaster. But then it turned into uh, all the girls had to go to the bathroom. And so they missed it. And then that was that. So we never did that. We didn't meet Olaf that day. But we did a lot. We did a lot. Yeah. I mean, we honestly mostly ignored the whole Star Wars section, which sounds I, to some people it sounds like sacrilege, but we looked at it. We saw it. But, you know, I've done Smuggler's Run um, and otherwise we're, I mean, I appreciate Star Wars, but I'm not. A member of that fandom big time so
0: yeah eventually you'll do rise of the resistance and you'll do it at a time when you have plenty of time to just wait in line and not have to be exactly
1: i mean it was funny there was a point where we did the pictures in front of the you know theater and they were like okay use the force and i had to be like uh okay my kids look like you're pushing something really hard okay (laughs) "Uh, you know so (laughs) i saw i feel like a poser but okay um but it was cute they did it like they liked it so it was sweet.
0: So that was good. So the next day you had the much anticipated timeshare presentation. How was that?
1: I mean, I'm not gonna lie. They're beautiful. Uh huh. And what what brand of timeshare is this? This is a Hilton. Okay. So we got there early actually because I was worried about getting an Uber that early in the morning, which I was glad we were doing it that early in the morning because it was good practice for where we were going to the airport, but um it was uh it was a hilton um basically we got there we checked in uh, at park soleil their gorgeous resort um, uh, basically two big towers uh mm-hmm. and uh pools galore and you name it and this place is a sophisticated operations they bring you up they show you these refreshments they have this beautiful sales center mm-hmm. and essentially uh, they, you know, after you've gotten your coffee and your snacks and you fill out a survey and um, all this stuff about how you vacation, then they put you into a presentation room and talk to you about why timeshares make sense. And then you get your own individual person who you sit down with and they talk, it's very much like buying a car. Um, So, you know, they showed us and, and there are elements of it that make perfect sense to me. And I have questions about like Disney vacation club and how it's similar. Mm -hmm. Um, This is like, you're buying a certain number of points and those points are yours. And um, you know, you can finance them over time. And once you've paid off the cost, all you're ever paying is a maintenance fee on, the resorts or whatever, and how like over time, if you vacation this many times, then it pays for itself and whatever. And the problem that the numbers show for us is he was like, let's say that you vacation seven nights a year and you spend $300, you know, a night on a hotel room. And I'm like, there's no world in which that happens. We have four kids and we're both Catholic school teachers. There's no world in which that math is right. Like I wish that were true. This is just making me feel poor, but like that is not who we are. So they took us on a tour of these places and oh my gosh, they're gorgeous. Like the two-bedroom and three-bedroom things are, would be big enough for our whole family. And then some, it has you know washer-dryer. It has the beautiful kitchen. And from outside on the balcony, you could see Epcot. Like, it was gorgeous. Um, and they made a big deal about how, you know, okay, this is Florida, but you can go to anywhere in the world with this. Mm-hmm. And the irony is, is I went in there and I, like guns blazing. I was like, we're not doing this. And my husband is the one that I thought would be like, wow, you know, and uh, on the flip side of it, I was the one saying, cause they came to us at the end when they showed us the first thing. And I was like, this is hilarious. Like, you think we have this kind of money? Like we don't have money. And, um, and then they brought over to the manager and the manager's like, well, what if we had you, buy only this many points and you do it every other year and so there'd be no money down and out of pocket it would be like two hundred dollars a month and you know it to me it was like this oh this this could maybe work and my husband's like are you stupid like come on so in the end it was my husband who was like super firm about it like no I refuse to make any decision in this room. I refuse to feel pressured because it was like, Mm -hmm. if you sign on right now, you get this many extra points and blah, 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 blah. He's like, there is no world in which we are making this decision today. He says, maybe we'll decide that this makes sense for us, but it is only after we have done research and it's, um, there's no world in which this is happening. And he says, and also it locks us into one type of vacation and we're not necessarily one type of vacation people. And as we say, like, we're not in a point in our lives where this makes financial sense. So I feel like, I mean, this is probably just my insecurity, but, like, I feel like we were maybe one of the only people who were, like, hard now and left. Um, There were definitely other people signing on the dotted line. Like, there were definitely other people that were going for it. And I get it. Like, it was a beautiful idea. It makes perfect sense. Now that I'm out of it, like, I would rather look into either DVC or just start recognizing like I can probably buy somebody else's DVC points. There's many other um, ways to do the thing. Right. And, and, and also like, it's interesting we did that on Saturday because Sunday, Monday and Tuesday were very informative to me about what kinds of trips my family, my large family of six is really cut out to do together. Mm-hmm. And while I think that the six year olds, there, there were magical things for them if you ask Ruby, like she has no interest in going back to Disney, which I think is so funny. Whereas Beatrice is like, let's go tomorrow. Um, and I can't believe I'm like, are you sure your are Because I don't know. But at least where she is right now, I know her mind will change. How were the people
0: that were doing the presentation when you were sticking to the hard no, did you feel like they let you get away with that or were they pushy? Because that's what I hear about specifically non dvc timeshare presentations is how pushy they are
1: i mean cert- there certainly was like <laughs> i i i just think that the, listen the guy we worked with was a lovely man and it was funny his wife apparently also works there she was at the desk next to him and i felt like partially i felt bad cuz i was like they're sort of in a competition against each other and we're going to make him lose this morning and dan's like stop it that's not your problem <laughs> like but um I mean, they definitely, it was one of those where it was like, what if we told you, what if I instead made this number of this, it it felt like buying a car. It felt mm-hmm. very much like buying a car and, um, yeah, if they could have found a way, like they were gonna do it, I. But I think there came a point where we just said, "Listen, there's." Not, there was a point where my husband made a comment about how, oh, you probably want to call your dad and talk about it because I, I talk with my dad about all of these sort of and basically any financial decision because my father is a financial planner for all these years. He's an actuary. He knows mm-hmm. numbers, and um, and I wasn't gonna call my dad because I knew my dad immediately would be like, "No, you can't. Mm-hmm. You have you know four kids." while we were there, our credit card was charged for the first like child care bill of the school year, which oh, is like 1500 bucks a month because yeah. just, just to drop them off at school an hour early and keep them there an hour late. Like So my dad immediately would have said no anyway. And Charles is going in theory to college soon. And so it's one of those where I knew what he was going to say. But as soon as they heard me say, oh, you need to call your dad? We're going to step away. We'll let you do that. And I'm like, okay, um, you really want me to try this? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, their math is not wrong. If you are somebody who travels as much as they said mm-hmm. people would travel, then yes, it does make sense in, in the same way, you know, buy into equity instead of throwing away money on, you know, just continual renting of these hotel rooms. But that assumes a person who actually travels at a level that we just, we cannot do. And like that, that I think was the hardest thing for me is throughout the entire trip, I just kept looking at people who were not having to say no to their kids for everything. We're not like frantically running around trying to find the free water, right? Like. Mm That is a hard, I, and all, part of that is we have no debt. We work really hard to have no debt. We have no credit card debt. We have no, like we use our credit cards because it gets us all those points and everything, but we we pay them off every month. Like we don't mess around with that. Um, and we could on paper, we could, like we, there's no reason that we couldn't do it. I wish I could be a, at a point in my life where I didn't have to be so responsible all the time. Mm-hmm. That was the, the hard part because- Yeah. I would do Disney so hard if I could, you know, so Mm -hmm. it, it, and that's part of what leads to that. Any conflict that came out of this trip was me being like, go, go, go. And my husband being like, you're thinking of every minute we're here as like a dollar sign and you have to change that because every memory has to be what matters. And he's right. Mm -hmm. But like, it doesn't change the way that I'm formulated to think about any of it. So Mm -hmm. So that, that was hard. That was discouraging. And that's kind of how I felt leaving the time presentation. I was like, dang, we are just, we're just, we're not poor. We're not poor by any stretch, but we are just not in a financial position to make that kind of decision because I'm only going to make a decision that's responsible and where we are right now, it's not a responsible decision. So Mm -hmm. that's what it was. But, um, certainly we are looking at my husband with his second master's in that software engineering. The hope is that when he changes careers, we can be a little more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That can be a responsible financial decision for our family going to do Disney more often. So,
0: Yeah, I think that there's a lot of, of FOMO, fear of missing right. out, right. and
1: right. wanting to
0: get not only every little drop from the orange, or I think my yeah. friend Jeanette says squeezed from the orange, um, yeah. but also when you are walking around and comparing what you see other people right doing um but we've been dvc members since 2018 and the first thing i will tell people is i love it but it is not for everybody like you have to want to vacation a certain way they do try to say things like oh you can use it other places like you can move your points but it's not a good financial value to move your points so really for dvc specifically you have to want a vacation at disney for us it works out for not everybody else, it would, because it's just, you know, it's a very specific product.
1: Right. Right. And, and I, I consider myself to be that person. Like, I think I told you last time that like my retirement dream, you know, is to work on Mm Main Street USA. Well, I get down there and I've worked with lots and lots of families over the years on shows and, um, but it never fails. I always see somebody I know when I'm down there. Mm -hmm. And so this time when we were at Animal Kingdom, I, I'm in the bathroom outside of like that Julie canteen or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, in the avatar section, and I see this woman and I'm like, Dory, her name is Dory. I found Dory at Disney. And, um, (laughs) And she was, uh, she's the parent of two girls who were my stage managers for years um, at the school where I work. They, each one of them cycled through as the stage manager. This was a mom who was like constantly involved in costumes and just such a Mm -hmm. super volunteer, like always with me. And she was just randomly in the bathroom at Animal Kingdom. And it turns out that she and her husband moved down there several years ago to care for her mother who has since passed away and they stayed and she's a Disney freak. And so she has a pixie pass and goes all the time just by herself. Uh And that's just like what she does in her retirement. She just goes to Disney all the time. And I was like, this is, this is it. You're doing the thing. This is my dream. A Pixie Pass is $350 for a whole year. That's insane for a Florida (laughs) resident. So um, it's like, that's less than what I paid for my family of six to go for four days. Like, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, That's less than it cost for one of us to go for four days. So it just, you know, I thought, this, this is a sign that it can be done someday. It, it I, even be. if it's for like half the year, I will live here and I will go there and you know mm-hmm. we'll own some, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but but just not now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so anyway, timeshare was whatever. And we spent the rest of that day we went, our plan had been to go to Disney Springs that day. Mm-hmm. It was so, so, so hot. The kids were so tired and they just wanted to go to the pool. So we, we ended up Ubering to character warehouse. Okay. How did you like character warehouse? Oh, it was great. It was great. I mean, it was crowded. It It was so crowded. Um, so but I found a spirit shirt for my best friend that we she had looked at in April and she had opted not to get because of the price, and it was like 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. Nothing. No, it was the only one in that size, and the only one that we could find. And so I grabbed it and you know, bought it for her. Otherwise, you know, uh, Ruby got some uh, Epcot 40 years, And here's the dumb thing. I said to my kids, this is where we are going to buy your souvenirs. And then we're not going to buy anything in the park. Of course I bought crap in the park. Of course I did. <laughs> so, like, it just was another thing. Um, oh, so the kids went with you to the character warehouse. We cause... all went. We all oh, went. Oh, okay. So that was a change of plans because you were like, this is for me. Right. But the thing about it was... I really thought, well, if I don't take them, like they're not going to feel like they got anything and if I don't, they don't feel like they, they're going to want things in the parks. And I, I won't say we really didn't buy. It was just the last day where we let them each pick their sort of their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it just was, I don't know. It, we all, The other reason we decided to do it was because we weren't going to do anything. We weren't going to Disney Springs that day. We just mm-hmm. decided we weren't going to do it. And I looked at Disney Springs and I thought all this is going to be is me picking another restaurant we're going to eat expense, an expensive meal as a family. It's going to be another situation where we're walking around in heat and we're going to stores where they're going to want to buy things and I'm not going to buy them. And so as much as I would like to still have a chance to explore Disney Springs, because I didn't really get to look at it that much last time I was there, I thought, I just don't think that this is ultimately worth it um, based on where my kids are when they'd rather just go swim in the pool and that's going to cost me nothing. So Right. We all went. And the reason I brought them also is we went there and then they got their lunch at Shake Shack and we're happy as all get out. And it cost me a fraction of what I would have spent anywhere else. And then we went back to the hotel and they swam like fish for the rest of the day. Just had a grand old time chasing lizards. And it just so happened that there were a lot of other families you know that were there at the same time with kids the same age they had a blast playing with kids one woman who actually was working at the hotel pool bar Mm-hmm. Had her two daughters there with her because it was her birthday. And so the girls were there swimming. And then my kids became friends with them. And the next thing I know, she's like bringing over pizza and virgin daiquiris. And my kids are just like in the pool drinking their virgin daiquiris. And um, <laughs> and I was like, this is very much their best life. They were having a grand time. So And that was a lovely, sunny, wonderful day. The pool looked like a million bucks as opposed to when we first got in there. And I was like, mm, there's all the stuff in it pool looked amazing. So it was super fun. And, um, you know, that was a nice low key Florida day. It was very fun.
0: All right. And so next up you were over to Epcot on Sunday. What do
1: you recall what time you made it to the park that day? So we took the 805 shuttle so that we, and we got there for right at eight 30. So we got the early entry and we passed all the rope drop folks mm-hmm. um, and we booked right over to Frozen Ever After so that we could go on that we did not do Genie Plus at Apricot mm-hmm. um, so we went straight to Frozen Ever After wrote it Ruby was terrified the rest yeah, of I was them... going to ask how was the drop for her again she was it was one of those where like if I had if she had not done the other one she would have been fine but mm-hmm. um, but she was scared but not that she didn't like it like she did like it um, but she was just it was the anticipation of it um, and then we hopped immediately into the line to meet Anna and Elsa and, um, while Charles and, and Dan went off to, I think they were just, I don't remember what they were doing, but, um, I had done the virtual queue that morning for guardians. Um, so Charles and I had that, we are group 44. So we were like, or oh, it'll be about 10 something. Uh, as a family, we sort of walked, um, uh, trying to remember what we did after we did the Oh, we went to Soren because my husband loves Sorin. So we all went on Sorin. Ruby was really scared. But then in the middle of it, she was like, I really like this. So we did that. That was the morning we were supposed to go to Akershus for the princess breakfast. Oh, yeah. So is that one of the canceled? I canceled it. Okay. And I canceled it because I was looking at it and I was like, this is going to be like $300 when all is said and done because it's going to be $50 an adult. That's four of us
0: mm-hmm. by their
1: math. Plus the 18% gratuity, you know, then two kids plus the 18% gratuity plus, and I just thought, I just don't think my kids, especially, obviously not Charles, but I, I just don't even think the twins are going to care about meeting these princesses the way that I want them to care about meeting these princesses. And then I'm just going to feel anxious about the money. And I thought, I'm just, I'm canceling it. So, so we didn't do it and it was fine and it was great. That was the best move. Yeah. Yeah. Because I said, I'm going to be anxious about spending this money and if, and, I, and, it, and then I'm going to be disappointed. And so, mm-hmm. so we canceled it. And then, um, so where did you end up eating some breakfast instead? We went to living with the land after, um, after we did, uh, the frozen stuff and, and, um, grabbed stuff from that little cafe there, like, uh, mm-hmm. sunshine, know, from, yeah. Sunshine, whatever. Um, yeah. And so it was great. It was, you know, Dan and I got, like, oats, Mm -hmm. healthy. It was light, and that was good. We went on Soren, And then um, Dan stayed with the girls while Charles and I went and got in the Guardians line. And I had not been on Guardians last time. And it firmly, like, easily, without question, has dethroned every other ride I've ever been on. It's so good. I told you it would. I know. It is unbelievable undoubtedly the greatest ride ever of all time um I loved it and Charles hadn't gone on it either so like my first reaction photo is hilarious Uh it is my it is I look insane but I'm like (laughs) I can't (laughs) believe what I'm seeing because I just Uh didn't know what to expect at all um so yeah I loved it what song did you get we got the first time we got conga, and I was like, "This is amazing! Nice, <laughs> is so good." Um, so that was great, and um, we walked off of it. We were both like, "That changed our lives!" Oh my gosh! So that was awesome, and that brought us to like twelve thirty or so, and that's what we, we took the shuttle back to the hotel because we just said, you know, okay, like we've been here for now like four hours. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to the hotel. And we did, um, we went to the pool for a couple hours. We hung out and, you know, waited for it to cool down a little bit because it was very warm. Mm-hmm. And then we took the shuttle back. We took the 405 shuttle back um, for our five o'clock reservation at Tutto Italia. And let me tell you, that was Again, if I had realized when I was making the reservation six months or 60 days ago Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: we would be walking into the park and then have to get to the very farthest place. Yes. That was horrific. It was awful. It was terrible. So, um, Did you walk or take that boat across the water? We walked because at that point I didn't even see what like we were so close to like not getting there in time. I was like, where is the boat? What time is the boat come? I don't know where the times mm-hmm. are posted. I don't know if it's happening. So I just was like, no, just go move, move, move. So, uh-huh. and the other thing I didn't realize is that when I was making the reservation, I don't know why I didn't pay attention to this. I didn't realize there were two restaurants back there. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was making one. I thought it was the other one. You thought it was Via Napoli? Yeah. Okay. yeah which is a little more family like. Right. It's the key. pizza is what it's famous for right. there. But I will say, I mean, we cleaned our plate, but it was funny. Like I was in the bathroom with the girls in the beginning and I come back and he's my husband's like, they asked me still or sparkling. And so I asked for sparkling water and I was like, how much is it? And he was like, what do you mean? It's just the water. And I was like, it's going to cost money. And sure enough, it was $16 for a bottle of sparkling. And I was like, only take this if you're actually going to drink. We're not opening another bottle of sparkling, you know, so um, it was intense, but I will say that the kids ate every bite. Like they ate, they've cleaned their plates and it was really lovely. And the food came out so fast and it was really tasty. And so that, that was, you know, it was, it was fine. Um, And then we walked across to France and did like dessert sort of stuff. Okay. What did you get for dessert? Anything of note I mean we got the macarons because Beatrice loves macarons, but ultimately she was not a fan of these, probably because they're like real French macarons as opposed mm-hmm. to whatever and then my husband and I got like a Napoleon split. The big hit coming out of the France pavilion mm-hmm. was the ice because they have the like ice that they give you at the hospital, like the the like, like pebble ice, yeah, like like the kind that you can bite really easily,
0: uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, my kids were like in heaven. They're
0: like, we need more of this ice. Here's just a little tip, maybe if you're thinking forward to the holidays, you can buy a pebble ice maker for your countertop off
1: of Amazon for like less than a hundred bucks. I mean, we're so delighted to the point where we never ordered anything else. Like we never got any other dessert that night. They just ate ice. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, so that was really good, uh, and that was from the free water that I asked for. <laughs> like everywhere I go I'm like Philip please can I have some more glass of water um so there was that and then yeah like the rest of the night Charles I had done while we were back at the hotel lounging I had done the virtual queue again for guardians because I had now now to think about it I wouldn't have had to except that Knowing that the other ones weren't going to go, I canceled theirs. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just okay. gone with their tickets, but I canceled theirs. So I had to do it for for like two other people because you can't do the virtual queue twice in a day. And so Charles mm-hmm. and I got it again. And so we went on it a second time when we got back to the park. And that time we got Burn, Baby Burn. That's on. Oh, Disco Inferno. Um, yes. Yes, Disco Inferno. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. It was great. It was amazing. The second time, second time I was prepared and I still okay. look like a lunatic in the picture. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Um, I can't wait to do that again. Ruby was refusing to go on basically anything else. So um, Dan and Charles and Beatrice went on Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. While I, I was trying to be mindful of the fact that there were, had been several times because of those rides, the big rides where I had been, Dan had been left with all the kids. Right. So like mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was trying to spread that out evenly. He went on Spaceship Earth while I took Penny and Ruby and we just walked around and ultimately just found a nice spot to watch the fireworks. So we went right to that um you know, area between the two shops at the entrance of the world showcase. And Mm -hmm. we were there like an hour before the fireworks started. So we sat down at a spot where there was a clear view and we just parked it there, bought a lot of water, um, because I had run out of options for free water, um, and just sat there and did that. And then we watched the fireworks there and that was adorable too. Ruby loved it. Um, I could tell my husband was pretty done. At that point, because he was hot and he was tired. And I will say that Epcot right now, with the walls up, is really frustrating. Yes. And it's just like, I don't think I would want to go back until the walls are down, which I know is soon. Right. But But... Um, But I I just having gone twice this year with that scenario, it makes you just feel like you have to travel so far to get to some place that should be so much closer.
0: Right.
1: Um, So that that's a lot. Um, But, you know, um, having said we had a lovely fireworks experience and then we hit the road and shuttle was there and all was well. So that was good. All right. So the
0: next day was your big Magic Kingdom day.
1: Magic Kingdom day.
0: What time did you get there? And um, I, I know that you mentioned that things did not go as well as expected during Magic Kingdom. So
1: did the day start off badly? No, it was just, um, it just was a, it was like sort of a comedy of errors. Um, it was fine. It, all, all told, it was still fine, you know, but... Um, I did the virtual queue for Tron. We got that Um, and that was great. It was later for later in the day. Um, To begin with, we got there just about when it opened. Um, We missed rope drop on it in the sense that we got there right as it opened. First thing we did was take a picture You know, in front of that castle, Um, which I've never been there quite that earlier, just been thinking about that at that time. So we must have been interrupted by like 50 different (laughs) horse-drawn carriages and double-decker buses and all sorts of stuff going through that I never really thought about before. So we did our picture and we did, I did Genie Plus, just assuming that it was the right thing to do. Um, That day it was, I want to say, $23 a person. And so we uh, Did the um, a Ride I've never done before which is that Buzz Lightyear One which okay. the kids enjoyed Although they were like it's not as fun as Toy Story Mania I was like you're, you're right it's not but <laughs> um, Whatever uh, So we did that and then um, And then Penny and Charles and Dan And Beatrice went on Astro Orbiter Which had a relatively short line At that point and I sat mm-hmm. with Ruby Who was just would not Not doing it um, we tried to be mindful of not like cutting across the park like crazy because at that point, I mean, this is a lot of information, but it's just a fact. Like, August walking through Disney is like constant sweat, constant chafing, constant. So, my kids, my husband, they were like, This hurts. Now, I felt like primed. Like I was like been training cause I've been walking every day at my, in at home, um, in mm-hmm. this crazy heat. And I was like, I feel like a million bucks, but whatever. Um, but we tried to make sure that we were going in order. So really the only point where things sort of like went off the rails and it's silly things, it's little things, but this is my anxiety. Like this is, this is why planning for me is, is important. And at the same time can be my worst enemy. So we did small worlds and the kids all liked that. Um, and then basically we made the decision that, you know, we were going to leave early. Uh, We were going to leave at about after we did that. And then we would head back to the park an hour earlier than, than we'd done the day before. We're like, we'll leave around, we'll leave on the 1230 shovel shuttle. We will come back at um, three o'clock and where we ended up, when we ended up getting off of small worlds, I was like, right, we have to book it to get back to get that 1230 shuttle. And that was when we realized we're in the middle of a parade. Like there's no good way to do this. We can't get back. And even though we got to the front of the park with enough time probably to get out that they wouldn't let us through. Like there was no getting out. So we waited in the Emporium, just in the air conditioning. And at that point I had had my daughter's very expensive, brand new personalized Yeti water bottle with us. I like handed it to someone in my family, it was empty because I had been refilling it with water this whole time. Um, it was like the first time I let something out of my sight, like that I wasn't watching every single little last thing. And wouldn't you know it, when we finally get back to the hotel after missing the shuttle and we pay for an Uber to get us back to the hotel, that's when I realized it is gone. And I'm like sobbing about this missing water bottle, because to me, it's like, I've had everything lined up. I'm always responsible. I'm always mm-hmm. double checking and triple checking. And this one thing, like nobody else ever, you know, takes response. I'm the only one thinking 15 steps ahead. And it's true because they're just like having a nice life. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that I put that all on myself. Like I'm one that puts all that pressure on, on me. I, nobody asks me to do that. Um, but I was really, really, really upset about it. Like, like really upset about it. It's was like, that's a, when all is said and done, that was a $40 water bottle. Usually I buy them at Target. We're already spending so much money. Add that to the tally. Like I was like, mm-hmm. and that was the point where my husband was like, maybe you just need to sit down for a while by the pool. And I was like, <laughs> long hand so yeah and I mean yes it's a water bottle like whatever so um and Beatrice at that point was saying that she just like didn't feel well and that's when I realized that for Magic Kingdom Morning we would never really incorporated a good breakfast like she probably was starving like we Uh didn't even think about it so I got her food and I stayed with her in the hotel room while Dan brought the rest of the kids down to the pool um, and I just like tried to clean up cause the whole hotel room was chaos. It was like, messy and, mm-hmm. you know, just all that jazz. So, um, we go back to the park. I'm still totally dwelling on this water bottle. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, we get back to the park and Charles and I never got to Tron before we left and our virtual queue time has expired. But for the most part, I hear that they generally are pretty good about it. Um, so at first we all six of us are, have this virtual queue technically. So I thought, well, maybe we'll do child swap. Like maybe, I don't know, but Dan like went over there, saw it and he was like, yeah, there's no, there's no way I'm doing this. So, and I, and Penny was like, no way I'm doing this. And the other two were too short. So, so Charles and I did that. And we had a reservation at Tony's. Um, Can we pause one second? They did not give you
0: a hard time about missing your virtual queue. Because I'm hearing at Tron that they are because
1: it's so new compared to the other ones. They wanted to know why we were late. And I was like, because I have four kids and this is really hard, is Mm -hmm. what I said. And she was not amused. But, but I, but I kind of was like, I understand that you have this system, but the water bottle really set me off because I almost told this lady off. I thought I'm not going to, I'm going to go to Disney jail because (laughs) you know, we have this reservation for dinner that I had to make, you know, 60 days ago. And then you were in a system where I have to get up at seven o'clock in the morning to try to get this time. And if it's in the middle of when my dinner is or when that you that I had to do all this time ago. And, and my time expires. You're going to tell me that I'm ineligible because you have created this system. like that. To me, it's one thing of a lightning lane where I'm paying for it and I'm choosing a time. It's another thing mm-hmm. where I'm choosing to get into a particular line at a particular time. But if you're telling me that the only option I have is to come between this one-hour window and you've built a system where you don't know when the one-hour window is... <laughs> I, that to me is, yeah. it it would be a really rude move <laughs> mm-hmm. to then say, well, no, you can't do it. And you have no other chance to do it either because you didn't use it and you've already, whatever. So she gave me a little, and I, I mean, I could have said a million things. I could have said we were stuck at a food restaurant we were I, I was, I could have gone off on a whole diatribe about why this is just, please just let me go on this ride with my son. Um, but anyway, and it's amazing to me how long the virtual queue still takes because mm-hmm. we got in that line. Our reservation was for four fifty. Mm-hmm. We got in the line at four, and I thought, well, that's you know, because Penny wanted to stay and watch us go. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, I was like, you better get over there and tell them we're coming. And we didn't. Charles and I didn't make it to the restaurant until five twenty. Mm-hmm. And again poor kid we got off that ride and i was like go go so we ran Mm -hmm. down there and luckily tony's was like they were totally chill about it you know but dan of course had like ordered soup first to like (laughs) they're sitting at this table so we had tron we went we had dinner and tony's is lovely it was just expensive frankly as the fancy italian restaurant which was because probably of the soup (laughs) <laughs> or like bread for the table or whatever. And then um, I had gotten a Peter Pan's flight, lightning lane. And then it was just like rapid succession. We did Peter Pan. We did Winnie the Pooh. We did the teacups. We did Voyage to the Little Mermaid. We did that whole section. It was from Voyage to the Little Mermaid back to the carousel, which Ruby had wanted to go on again, where we lost Beatrice. And that was awful. <laughs> um, so we were just, we had left the stroller in the stroller parking by the carousel. Cause you know, that whole loop is very straightforward. Peter mm-hmm. Pan here to the, while we were doing Peter Pan, Charles went over to Space Mountain. He was the only one that wanted to do Space Mountain. So I had gotten him a fast pass for that. And it just, it was the simplest thing. It was that, you know, we were walking from Little Mermaid back down to the carousel and I walked over to get the stroller. But to me, it was like the same as the water bottle. I'm watching everybody all the time, but I go to get that stroller. And in that moment where I'm distracted by that, Beatrice just kept walking, right? And nobody else was paying attention. So when I turn around, I'm like, where's Beatrice? And they're like, mm, 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 mm. And, and my heart is like racing. And of course, I have the AirTag trackers mm-hmm. and hers had been bothering her wrist and she took it off and handed it to me at dinner. Oh, no. So Penny immediately starts sobbing, like, like beyond sobbing. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. You know? So I get her and Ruby seated at, there's like a sort of like a little gate there with a bench around it that Mm -hmm. is just for show. And I had them sit at that bench. I said, do not move. And there was this nice woman who saw Penny crying and like sat down and was like, what's your name? And so she stayed with them. Dan went in one direction. I went in the other, Charles went back to Little Mermaid Mm -hmm. and they're starting to close things off at that point because we're getting to sort of fireworks time when they start roping things away. And I just go up to a person and I'm like, I can't find my daughter. And I'm like sobbing and I'm like freaking out. And they connect me with another woman. And ultimately, that's when I look over and I see that Dan has her. So it's like five minutes where she's missing. Mm Mm-hmm. And she'd done everything right. Like some, some oh, Disney employee, they, Disney had done everything right. I should say, like they had said, Hey, where's your mom and dad? Like somebody had seen her and said, where's your mom and dad? And she said, and had stopped her moving. Um, and, you know, and then we were, back together but it was one of those where it was like my heart stopped and then i was like maybe i should stop freaking out about this stupid water bottle (laughs) because i almost lost this kid but um but it's
0: hard it's hard i mean i hate to generalize but it is very hard for mothers um because we feel all this responsibility and i always equate it to being like the stage manager
1: of our home
0: and of our family. And I have to know what's going on in five different places. And if you relax for one minute, things like that can happen. And a lot of times I'm fine. Like something happens, I don't flip out about it. But every once in a while, if you catch me in the right circumstance where you're tired and you're hot and all these other factors are at play, when that happens during those times, that is when you really feel it. And that is when the feelings come out of like, why am I the only one doing this?
1: Right. And that was the feeling of like, you know, I, I know it's just, I know it's just a water bottle, but mm-hmm. it was one of those where I was like, do you see how, how I am the type of person. And I think it's why I do. That's why I am a director. It's why I am a, a theater person. It's why I do have the ability to do that job is that I am always thinking 10, 15 steps ahead. And it is baffling to me when other people, Charles was joking with me as we were going to the, as we were running to Tony's says, mom, I don't know how you're doing it. You just kept finding all of these little tiny pathways that closed right behind you. It's like, well, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm like doing all of that. I see all the paths and patterns and whatever. And he's like, it's just, I don't know. You're like, you get in this zone. And, and the fact is I think that that is a motherhood thing. And People say to me all the time, I don't know how you do it with four. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. You and sometimes do. you just do. And it was one of those where I thought, how is it that I work? I am constantly there was a point during the trip where Dan sat down. He says, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with you that was not about what we are doing next. And I was like, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would like that. But I was on the app the whole time. I'm like trying to strategically figure things out. And that's all part of me trying to serve my family. But there were moments in that day where I was just like, okay, maybe part of my issue is I have to be more present. I know what we're going to do 10 steps from now, but I also need to be here right now. And so that was scary. And then when when we got her back, what was interesting is like she was fine, unfazed completely. Ruby was okay. Charles had jumped into action, was like super awesome big brother. But, you know, he we all recovered. But Penny could, Penny could not recover. I mean, Penny was in full-blown panic for a good long while. And then the only other, we said, you know, we're going to not spend too much time, much more time in the park. We're just going to get out of here. And at that point, we decided we're going to go on Pirates. We're like, oh, Pirates, that's an easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I continually forget that Pirates has a drop in it. But, um, <laughs> I did. So did Charles, we just forgot. Um, we were like, Oh, it's just a, and Ruby's asking, does it, is it a drop? And we're like, no, 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 no. And it really isn't that big a drop, but we're not in a place for it. So when you remembered that
0: the drop was coming and the ride is already going at that point, do you just pretend like you we're didn't like, know?
1: It's, it's, it's just a little, it's fine. It's going to be fi- It's just a little thing. And we were honest. We were like, it's, I didn't remember this. That's how little it registered for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's early in the ride, you know, and then the whole rest of the ride is like the smell of smoke mm-hmm. and Penny. I don't think it's motion sickness. She thinks it's motion sickness. I think it's anxiety. I really do think mm-hmm. that she gets so anxious about what's going to happen. And she doesn't like small spaces. Well, at that point, it's like, after you go through the pitch black tunnel down the thing, and then there's like the smell of burning. Mm-hmm. She was like hysterically crying, like sobbing. And so I was like, we have to leave. <laughs> get out of here so we get off the ride and i think also she was she was just hot we're all dehydrated and tired we so we get her a drink and that's the point where we're like you know we're gonna buy if it's gonna happen it might as well happen that we're gonna buy the we bought ruby the little mermaid bubble wand and we bought Mm -hmm. beatrice the mickey one if you want to know which one to get if you're a parent listening to this don't get the little mermaid one because it sings incessantly um it's beautiful which song does it sing part of your world which is like, like on a loop don't do it okay and even the lady at the desk you know it's hard to find a disney employee who has like any snark or whatever uh-huh. she's like, yeah, it's not it's not my favorite it's not my favorite one she's like are you sure you want this <laughs> right right i was like wow that is." um but anyway so so they did that and then we just made our way to the front Penny really wanted to go, I have to go home, I have to go home, I have to go home, I want to leave, I I don't want to stay for the fireworks. But, you know, when we were there in April, there had been a rain delay on the fireworks. And we as a school group, they had been like, all right, we're going to stick around until 9 30, but then we really have to go because we have, and of course, as we were leaving the park, they're like, welcome to happily ever after. And Charles was like, mm-hmm. no, and we wouldn't let them watch them because we couldn't.
0: Mm-hmm. So I was
1: not going to do it to him again. So like I said, we, we watched, I would say like three quarters of them from mm-hmm. right in front of the train station. Okay. And then just as it was starting to end, we like booked it to the monorail so that yeah. we could make it to our 930 shuttle back, which was the double decker bus. So magic kingdom day was just, it was just a lot of emotions. So. Oh, wow. But you know, it was fun i did all the stuff i cared about doing i would have liked to do big thunder because i didn't do it last time either
0: it's kind of off there by itself right now because it is right now because
1: tiana's in the way yeah Yeah, so um i just was never going to get back there i knew that if i knew that haunted mansion was going to be too scary Mm -hmm. i didn't bother and it was cute i don't think i'd I, i feel like i have been on winnie the pooh but i didn't remember it and the kids liked it i love it it's so trippy really it is really and the girls love the teacups so that's how i why i don't think it's motion sickness with penny i'm like Mm -hmm. i I think it was just more like the anxiety of not knowing what's coming next Mm -hmm. um so yeah so that was our our magic kingdom day and we got back and just crashed so Was Animal
0: Kingdom any better and did it help with the ride anxiety that it's more like a zoo so there are things for people to do who are not riding?
1: First off we recognized that we needed to let them sleep. Mm -hmm. So we took the 10 o'clock shuttle which is against everything in my being like I'm used to just doing the whole thing and the only thing about that that Stunk was that meant also that we were there for the hottest part of the day, and I don't know why. I don't know whether it's psychological or what, but I feel like Animal Kingdom is the hottest park. It 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 just it's brutally hot. Everyone says that. So uh, when we got there, we we went straight to the boneyard and let the girls run around and have a grand old time. I did do Genie Plus again. Genie Plus was cheap. It was less than a mm-hmm. hundred bucks for all of us. Um, because there's just not as much you do with it. But um I tried to be really conscientious though about going in order, like going okay. around the park in order so that we mm-hmm. did not have to do a lot of back and forth and back and forth. So I was on the app playing around a lot. Um because I bought Lightning Lane for Flight of Passage for me and Charles and Penny and Dan. And I um, you know, had done i really the thing i got genie plus for in animal kingdom was navi river cruise because it's like two hours Mm -hmm. to wait i think that animatronic in there is like the coolest thing ever and i just really wanted to be able to see it again so also dan and i both um play the elder scrolls games on playstation so there's this game called skyrim and like when i tell people that if you play skyrim you know exactly what I'm talking about because everything in that Navi River, like everything about it mm-hmm. feels like the Shivering Isles in Skyrim. And it's uncanny how Pandora looks so much like this mm-hmm. game. Um, and I think the game is first, but I could be wrong. So do will come for me. But, um, but at any rate, um, so we started over at the Boneyard. Charles and I tried to walk over to Everest to do single rider. Mm-hmm. And the single rider line was potentially longer than the regular line. And we were like, Mm. "Great, this is not going to happen. So we walked and we got spots in the line to to go to Nemo. And so we went to the Nemo show, which I'd never seen, which was totally awesome. I Um, love that show. I love it. There was a lot of it, again, as a theater person who has a lot of shows um, to be thinking about with uh, how shall I build that for Mm -hmm. underwater stuff. It was a really good um, research mission for Mm -hmm. me. I got a lot of good intel up in there Um, and um, stuff that I think is doable. But yeah, I thought it was lovely. Um, And I just thought that's another cool job. Like you do Mm -hmm. the same like half hour show six times a day. Mm -hmm. That's that's cool. So I got a fast pass for Everest for Charles and I since the line was so long. So Charles and I went on it while the rest of them were just mad as hornets because it was so hot and just trying Mm -hmm. to find a place to sit. So then we went and we, um, after Charles and I did Everest, we went and we ate. So we had a reservation that night at Yak and Yeti, which I also canceled. Okay. And we got food from that Yak and Yeti quick service. Mm -hmm. And then we all went on Cali River, which I'd never been on before. And I did like very much. How did Ruby feel about Cali River Rapids? She liked it. She wasn't scared by the drops? She, well, it's funny she was scared that that big first thing was going to bring you up to a drop. And they were like, okay. no, no, no. It's just like rivers flow downhill. So every, I mean, she asked every person in line and every person okay. in line, like every employee in line. And mm-hmm. they were like, it's just like a little slide. And it mm-hmm. was, I mean, she did not care. She was fine. Okay, that was okay. the thing. In most cases, every ride she went on afterwards, she was like, that was the best. Mm-hmm. But then you'd be like, do you want to go on another ride? She could, no. Mm-hmm. And then she would and whatever. Mm -hmm. um so then um so we did that and you know then we went in order we went i had made a fast pass to see mickey and we changed it to get that cali river because of just where we were in line then we did the lion king show Mm -hmm. which we were like the last people to get in there it was brutal Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: i had not realized that that was one I should make a fa- I should use a fast pass for because it's so mm-hmm. popular next time I will. So we can sit closer than like in actually Africa. Um, okay. It was very far away and my kids like could not see anything. They were standing on my legs. And then uh, we did the safari and then we walked over to Pandora and we finished the night. By doing Navi River we had that fast pass and then we did um, Flight of Passage. Now Flight of Passage is a child swap situation where the way they handle it is they just add to whichever person's ticket they need to a second ride. So I bought the Lightning Lane for four of us and then they added a second ride to my ticket. So it meant that like, when I got a chance to go, I didn't have to go alone the second time, essentially. Oh, okay. Somebody else could go twice. Now, where I had a little beef with them was I realized, wow, we have an extra ride, but this is unique because, you know, we were going to divide it up two and two anyway. hmm So, really... We could bring on Beatrice if she really wanted to. She loves rides. She's let's see if she's tall enough. So she see if she's tall enough. She is. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go on the big kid ride or whatever. And I thought she would love it. And we wait all the way through the fast, fast line, which is a good 20 minutes. And we get to the end of that. And she's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. So I said to them, oh, gosh, all right, we've already done our time waiting in this line. Can I just run back down and swap out? For my other kid for my son Charles and he'll go instead in her place and they were like you have to get in line again so they made uh-huh. me wait in line a whole second time which honestly is the reason that we ultimately missed the shuttle to get back to the hotel when we had to get an uber instead uh-huh. thinking back on it if if Penny were a little older I I would have just been like you stand in this line and I'm gonna walk back and then I'm gonna come back to you but uh-huh. I, she's I don't want to put her in that position so right. so we switched out Charles got to go twice and then when I got off the ride Dan and Charles had to wait in the line again mm-hmm. to go on there and we had to do all sorts of swapping of tickets because the extra was on mine and yada yeah mm-hmm. whatever and Penny on Flight of Passage I again I did not enjoy it um, because the whole time I was looking over at her worried that she was going to throw up because she was like <laughs> like hyperventilating. And she was like, is it almost over? I'm like, but aren't you, it's amazing. <laughs> like, And she, and the thing is she did like it. She liked it, but she was just so like anxious about what was going to happen next. Okay. So I feel like if she wrote it a second time, she would be fine. She's also probably
0: a kid that would benefit from watching the ride throughs. The ride throughs. And we did that a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but so anyway, she, so I <laughs> spent the whole time with her. Um, After that, after she was brave enough, you know, I said, all right, well, I'm going to take you guys to the store and y'all, this is our last night in the park. You can pick your thing while dad and Charles go on. And what we ended up with was a banshee because she just loved it. And she was like, I was so brave and I wrote a banshee and I was like, okay. so So we bought a banshee they're cheaper than I thought they would be because I thought they would be astronomical and they're only like like you know a little bit astronomical (laughs) so we got a banshee and then the twins each got like one of the new like the baby wrist banshees that talk to each other oh I have not seen these yet they're new they're basically they come in eggs it's very similar to like the trend of all of the things that come in packages that you can't see what's inside them. Mm-hmm. And basically it's a, it's a baby Banshee on, a, it attaches to your wrist mm-hmm. and they interact with each other. So if you, you know, tap this one, it'll make a noise and then the other one will say something back and it comes with a little bug. We already can't find rubies. And I'm like livid about it. We will find it. This bug that you rub on it and it, it, it it's food and it, And the bug only works with your thing. Anyway, so all three of them have Mm -hmm. their banshees. And that was their one souvenir Mm -hmm. um, from the actual parks. They didn't get anything. Besides, other than that, they got, like, candy throughout. But otherwise, that was their one souvenir that they brought home. So Penny has it displayed in her room. And she's getting good at controlling it. And it's sitting on her little shoulder. And for a kid like her who's very artistic and very into, like, like the puppetry aspect of it was pretty cool so I thought Mm -hmm. so
0: well I'm glad to hear she's using it because I was imagining that she'd go home and then it would just sit
1: there I don't know we figured out we just cleaned her room so that we could have like a perfect display spot for it um so she's doing that and she's getting good at like moving its head and moving its Mm -hmm. beak and stuff but And, you know, I will practice with it too, because I want to be one of those people that goes back to Pandora one day with a banshee and just is like weird and in the zone. I'm ready to do it. (laughs) Um, I will put that thing to use, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and then we went back to the hotel and we went swimming. Where did you end up eating dinner? Because I know you had thought about having lunch at Sotuli. Sotuli Cantina. Okay. I love that offering. And the funny thing is, is that but there was something for all the kids there. Although those chips are spicy that they serve and mm-hmm. they don't really say so. So the kids were like, oh, but, um, <laughs> and Ruby, like I got the, the bowl with like, I got the, the potato hash and then I, with the slaw and the beef, shaved mm-hmm. beef and the, the boba or whatever. And mm-hmm. Ruby like could not get enough of it. She loved it. She's my adventurous little eater. But so the thing about that day, right, is when all is said sudden and done, for our meals that day, each quick service thing that we did was 50 bucks about for the f- six of us, right, versus 180 uh-huh. at Tuta Italia. So it's like, yeah. I think if I had to do it over again, I might pick one restaurant, like one night where we knew we were going to sit down. It would probably be at Epcot because just – epcot Mm -hmm. um otherwise i think i would quick service it the whole way in the future i just don't think i need to do anything that fancy not for the six of us anyway so it's not worth it. and i still picked places that were cheaper right it also it does take up a lot of
0: time and then it locks you into you have to be at a certain place at a certain time so i used to do at least one sit down every single day And our most recent trip in February, I said, you know, I don't want to be locked in every single day. So we each picked one that was our choice. And then we picked one that none of us had ever been to. And so I think we had like four reservations for like an eight day trip. And other than that, we were able to just play it more by ear. And I I really liked that. So
1: yeah, I think that that's the goal. And I think that's what my husband would have liked more. Like he's very much he appreciates that I feel the need to be planned Um, but he, like, he really was, when we were sitting at Yak and Yeti at the outside part and we were just like hanging out very leisurely, like he was delighted. And I was taking everything I had to not be like, okay, we really should be getting going. We really should be moving, you know, but, but I get it. That day was brutally hot and we were there Mm -hmm. for the hottest part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, it was great, but I, I would probably not, if I could avoid it, I would not do August again. You live, you learn. All things considered, it was still a very affordable trip to Disney as far as Disney trips go. Sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we have made it to your departure day. How was the return flight? And I I think I have a note that your flight was at 10 a.m. So what time did you end up heading out to go to the airport?
1: Again, I was just anxious about making sure that we had an Uber, um, Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting to the airport early, so we left the hotel at like seven thirty, because mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure about traffic, because it was you know weekday, and I wasn't sure about would we be able to find an Uber, would like mm-hmm, how would that all work, and I just, and also I knew my kids were going to be hungry, and it's like we're going to end up eating at the airport, so let's just do it. So um, yeah, it was we got there with plenty of time to spare. I mean, ridiculous. We got to our gate and. It was still like the flight before ours still hadn't left. So um, it gave us plenty of time to like we did, you know, they got McDonald's for breakfast. They got to sit. It was chill. That was our direct flight. So Mm -hmm. the only thing that's amazing to me is that every single Southwest flight I've been on from anywhere to anywhere in the past, in this year, every single one has been 100% full, every seat full which, you know, you hear about, you know, is there a decline in travel or is this or that? Like the Southwest is booming. There was no empty seats to the point where it took a while for our second plane, our plane to come home to take off because there was a, a family with a small child and there were just, I don't know why they missed family boarding or what the situation was, but there were no seats together for them to sit. And so they had to try to find somebody who was willing to get up Mm-hmm. And move so that at least one of these parents could sit with their child. And so that took a, a good long while. Um, so ultimately they found somebody, I think only after bribing them with free alcohol <laughs> and then that was that.
0: I've never flown Southwest. They don't tend to be the most convenient flights for, for me. There's other options right. I go to, but
1: is it a situation where it's always first come first serve receipts? It is. And what's interesting is you can check in 24 hours in advance. I checked in the minute we could check in on the way back. I checked in. I had not I had done it later in the day on the way there. And they do it in boarding groups. So there's like the A preferred where you spend money to actually be able to board the plane early and then you get into the A's and then is family boarding and like other sorts of special groups and then is B and C. When I checked us in later in the day, then you know had sort of waited on it, I was in boarding group C and we did family boarding instead. And I thought, oh, well maybe I'll try to like legitimately get boarding group A. So I'll like set an alarm and check in exactly 24 hours, like when it opens. And Mm -hmm. even checking in the minute I was eligible to do so, we got the end of boarding group B. So I suspect that there's like a lot of other mechanics of how you, we had booked our trip on want to get away fare, which was cheap. Um, I'm sure that there's priority boarding if you are going with a higher rate. Um, So, yeah, and then it's just first come, first serve. There are no assigned seats on the airplane. The only thing they care about is you can't sit in an exit row if you are not the right people to do so. So we just happened because we were family boarding. We always ended up in the back of the plane because all the seats before that had been taken by the time we got on there. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were able to get a row six across, you know, three and three. So our family just took up one row, but you know, you get what you get. So I think that in this case, these people had been late to get on the plane and that is why they hadn't ended up together. Otherwise they would have, because they do not separate families like that. Um, that's why family boarding exists. Okay. For us, it was pretty painless.
0: All right. Well, that was a wonderful trip, but also an exhausting trip. <laughs> a really hot time to go to Disney. You survived. You we did. Man- You managed with your, your family with four children across the park. And I know that you said that the girls are kind of mixed on whether they would want to go back. In thinking ahead, you said probably a couple of years. Do you have a, a sense of the age that they will be
1: next time you go? My hope is that we would get to go one more time before my son graduates high school mm-hmm. um, so that means that we'd be going when they were probably eight mm-hmm. or nine so that would be the thought that they'll be eight or nine and Charles will be at that point 17 or 18 and and as I look back at my own childhood um the best trip that we took to Disney as a family was the one that we took when I was the oldest I was 17. My cousin Alex was 15, my brother John was uh, 13, and my cousin Anna was 11, so it was about the same span uh-huh. of ages, um, and we had a great time together, and everybody was old enough to be able to really hang, you know, like get yeah. it done, um, but also old enough, like young enough to appreciate a Disney vacation with your family so mm-hmm. although I get the sense that my oldest like when you know our cousins are like at an age where they can go five and six years old Charles will be pretty old Charles will be probably 20 and I still think he's smart enough to recognize that a trip to Disney is is worth it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, like going to that Disney Junior baby rave is gonna still be worth it it will still Disney. be entertaining <laughs> absolutely so I think so
0: Thank you so much for agreeing to come and chat with me about this. It's been so much fun to talk Disney, and it's been a lot of fun to reconnect. And I hope that when you go in a couple of years, if this podcast is still going, that you will consider coming back on and filling us in yeah. on
1: how that went. will do it up. Well, the other thing that maybe we'll try to do is, like, you know, talk more, like, not on the podcast. <laughs> I know. Well, well, be good. let me
0: know if you are coming into the city because I don't think you're that far. I have no sense of no, geography when close. it comes
1: to... Connecticut but <laughs> yeah yeah no it's, we're pretty close yeah no we, yeah. We, we, I just haven't gotten a chance much I do want to get into the city my friend is um the associate lighting designer of back to the future so I've got to get in there and see it because oh, okay okay sure his lights are, are glorious and uh and I haven't gotten to see if it. you're
0: coming to see it like and you want to plan in advance hit me up and let me know if you want to try to coordinate some something because I know somebody who's in the show too so
1: oh do you really oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh that'd be fun
0: Thank you again to Sarah for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule to share your trip report with me and with everyone who's listening. This is the 10th full episode, so I would be remiss not to thank all of the other guests who have joined me on the show along the way. I did see a statistic that only 26% of all podcasts make it past 10 episodes, so this is a milestone for me. Thank you all so much for listening to these first 10 episodes, and I hope you'll stick around for the next 10 and more. That's all for today. Until next time, keep daydreaming about where you long to be.